This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. I freely admit I should never dance on The Monty Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. How the heck are you? Fresh off of the Foo Fighters rocking out last night. Yes. My ears are still ringing, by the way, and I wore ear protection. Good to see everybody shouting us out in the crowd last night. Thank you very much. Here on the Monty Show. If you got hurt at work today, did you get in a car accident on the way to work? Going to work sucks. Maybe you should stay home, listen to the Monty Show while you rest and recover because you called the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, where you never pay the advocates unless... And until they win your case, hook it up online. Chat with an attorney for free. That's right. You never go into your pocket. Chat with an attorney for free at theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. Let's take care of some show business real quick because our favorite Floridian, Maury Alvarez, melted. (laughs) It's not funny. He melted down last night. Because he said that I missed his super chats and I was not reading his comments. Whatever. And listen, you guys, I want to thank you from the very, very depths of my soul uh, for all of the support you give us. And I am going to shout out our our first comments today, our members, Mark324, George Klyovkov needs a GoFundMe because he's out of a job. David Hackett, a member of the show, hello. Travis Hinton, hello. Our first super chat of the day, Brad, who's been a member for five months, says, here comes the money show on the up and up. Let's go. I love it. By the way, I thought the voice was healing. Yeah. It feels, it sounds a little hoarse. The power is not at 100%. You know, so... You guys, listen, we get a lot of comments every single day in the show. We get a lot of, usually we get over 200 Super Chats a show. We really appreciate you guys. If you want to guarantee your comments are read, Super Chat's the best way to do that. But become a member because you'll notice Patrick Bourne, who's a member of the show. Hello, Patrick. Notice he's got highlighted his name with a symbol next to it. I mean, shocking, he says. Dude, I heard there is one serious joint party being thrown by San Diego State and SMU. Everybody wants to join the ACC, apparently. So, thank you all for being here. Please hit the like button. And can't maybe I'm maybe I'm more thirsty than SMU is today. You guys, we are at twenty-two thousand eight hundred and twenty-two subs. I want it. Just a mere 178 subscribers away. If you are not subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Uh, Please do hit the like button. It helps the channel grow immensely. And without further ado, we put a lot of work in on SMU today. And I got to tell you, it is shocking. And Tom Dean, one of our great members on the show, commented before the show even started today that I'm surprised there's still shocking updates in college football realignment and really college sports realignment. I got to tell you, I agree with that. We put a lot of work on SMU and the ACC and what that relationship looks like and how much of a relationship is actually there to be had. Well, it turns out there's a lot of relationship to be had there. We had a, a 
really deep conversation with one of the biggest donors at SMU um, who we've been chasing down for several weeks now. Finally got him on the phone today. This person told us that a collective of donors, essentially a group, and everybody throws around the word collective, so I just I don't read too much into that. But this group of donors at SMU has amassed $200 million that they are willing to give to SMU over the next five years to cover zero media rights distribution from the ACC for SMU over the next five years. The theory and the plan looks like this. SMU gets invited and accepts membership into the ACC and draws zero media TV right distribution money. Zero for five years. And over that five years, this donor pool of $200 million kicks in to help SMU keep their athletics above board. And I got to tell you, it was pretty shocking for Jake and I to be doing the research on the numbers. That'd actually be a significant raise overall for SMU athletics, who currently in the AAC makes almost no money on their distribution anyway. This seems like a win-win, but this seems like a crazy scenario. Why on earth? And, And maybe you have a theory on this. I don't know. But as a donor, you're really willing to give $40, $50 million of your own money to SMU, and what do you get in return? And ultimately, Jake, I guess it comes down to your passion for the state of Texas, the city of Dallas, and Mustang sports. Well, yeah, and I think if you have that type of money, I mean, you obviously didn't get there by accident, right? Like, you obviously know how to work money and and understand how to turn $1 into $2 and $5 and $10, right? So if if these folks are going to be contributing on that level financially, I would expect that there's a path for them to not only recoup that cost, but make money on that cost. Now, what is that path? How would they go about doing that? I'm not sure. I, I, I think there's a lot of different ways you could go about it. I'm, I'm going to go ahead, going to go out on a limb here. I know this is reinventing the wheel, but I think that they probably have an agreement with SMU in some form or fashion that allows them to either sell or or make money in some variety off of the football team. I, I don't know what that looks like. Don't have those details, but I would I would be really surprised if someone just said, "Yep, just out of the grace of my heart, love love SMU that much. I'm going to give you guys all this money." I, I have a hard time believing that. But what I do think is fascinating is this concept of programs and institutions um you know understanding that hey you either are you have to be in a p5 or you just don't matter and we're quickly heading that direction and smu is just kind of the 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 you know test bunny for this whole thing the test pilot the the first to try to do something like this where you're you're basically saying yeah we don't need tv distribution all we care about is being in a power five conference and then, you know, five years from now, after this sort of entry window has passed, we'll start taking the TV distribution. And I- I'm going to guess that SMU is going to be in a much better position. So when you look at the type of people, again, who have this type of money, it- I just have a hard time believing they're throwing money at something that they don't believe will inevitably end up making them more money than they, you know, initially contributed. So that's why I say, like, it is shocking on the surface, but ultimately I, I look at the opportunity and I say, yeah, 
if we take college football out of it, like just let's forget we're talking about sports and let's just pretend we're talking about stocks or some other business opportunity. If I said, hey, someone's going to, someone, a group of people, a group of donors, people, whatever, are going to get together and they're going to push $200 million at an initiative that isn't going to pay them back for about five years or so. But but after those five years, they're going to start seeing aggressive returns on that investment. Yeah. Yeah. What is aggressive returns? But you said something in our pre-show meeting where we sit around and tell each other how great we are where you were saying like hedge fund guys and a lot of the the business being done at SMU is these hedge fund guys that have all money not all, oil not all, oil all money all, all money Louisville they're oil. all hat and cattle like they have tons of money all barrel all oil that's what i'm talking about they they have a ton of money but what you said made a lot of sense to me hedge fund bros don't give away their money with no return yeah. They expect something in return. And you can't tell me it's just, you know, Jimmy the quarterback hanging out at our house for a barbecue. That's not getting you $200 million. Like, I'm really curious what this looks like on the inside. And the, the other question I have is, and let's call let's say that the, the ACC bumps up to $50 million in distribution. Is that is that worth giving up a ton of your personal money or your hedge fund money, are you getting shares? Are you becoming a, a minority owner in the ACC? Because I honestly think that's where it's going. And I know we've talked about that on this show, where corporations, where hedge fund guys are going to be minority investors and owners in conferences and in universities. And, and I'm I'm just curious, is that what this is? Is, is SMU and... I don't even I can't even believe I'm going to say this but is SMU breaking ground is SMU you know as you talked about are they sending up the test balloon for minority ownership with donors and and using NIL and using corporate sponsorships to do that mm-hmm. I'm really curious if that's where this goes I I I don't I'm not saying that's what this is because the, the donors we spoke to today or part of this donor network we spoke to today never intimated that. But what they said very clearly is the ACC wants to find a way to add SMU. And we are trying to be creative. Because the other thing that I think you have to remember is something, again, not to keep espousing about your brilliance right, and, right. and your awesomeness. Right. But what, you, you said something yesterday that this donor repeated almost word for word today. It's now or never for SMU. And the, the the community at SMU realizes there's probably not a better opportunity in either time or transition because how often is college sports going to be in this kind of transition? Yeah, Maybe once a decade, I would guess. But SMU realizes that it needs to strike while the iron's hot. And I think they know, hey, if, if we tell the ACC that we do not – need a penny from you we just need we need to put the the paint on the field that says acc mm-hmm. we need the the patch on our our shirt and our helmets and then we're gonna make a ton of money doing it if that's what this is that makes a hell of a lot more sense to me well and i think it begs the question what are what are new and innovative ways to make money off college athletics outside of tv because again i'm telling you guys that that the tv 
grant of rights situation is going to come to an end at some point. Yes, I mean, it is. Grant of rights is, is an archaic system uh, for doing business. And I think the only reason that grant of rights has worked so long in college athletics is just because of the sheer number of of institutions that are involved in the deal. I mean, that's why you would do a grant of rights because of the numbers and the, uh, the bandwidth that you have to work with here. So when I look at SMU in this money situation, again, I, the, the, the umbrella point, the overreaching point is that that these guys are not going to invest at this level if they're not able to make their money back. So assuming they're going to make their money back and make quite a bit of money back, yeah. I would have to guess that that they're going to be making money off things like concessions. They're going to get uh, a spiff on any type of sponsorship in the program. They're going to, like there's going to be all kinds but of ways for them to make money. I also think you're looking at exclusive opportunities and maybe that is, hey, you're the the exclusive investment banker for SMU athletics or the official, you know, black talk paver of I, whoever, who knows. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to put in and the number I was told today is they have a group that's willing to put in 30 to $50 million each into this pot to make this $200 million number happen. If you've got five, six guys, that's a lot more palatable than 200 or some large number of, of donors. It's five or six deep-pocketed bros that can buy into your program. And I think if you do that, that makes a heck of a lot more sense to me than going out and trying to raise money with Bank of America or, you know, with your with your huge car maker. J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan, right? J.P. Morgan, you know, who comes to mind. Like, it makes a lot more sense to do it this way than it does to go out and be Florida State looking looking for somebody to, to toss you a quarter while they're driving by your location. Well, and I think the other point that this, that this emphasizes is there are billions of dollars in college athletics. I mean, again, we always hear about, oh, well, like Stanford's got a billion-dollar athletic endowment or, you know, this program's got that. Yeah. Like, so, uh, again, hundreds of millions is really not, uh, you know, some huge ask. It sounds like a huge ask, but it's really – not that big of an ask. What 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 the at where the ask gets a little bit tricky is hey how 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 does the money flow through the full cycle? So we make the investment, well, but then where does the money go? Right, and then okay, so the money goes to SMU, but then SMU is going to take that money and invest it in the program, obviously. And then how does that money come full circle back around that? The back around part is what I think is the question mark. Cause these guys got to make money. And I, I think we've also got to stop overlooking Notre Dame. We, I believe it was last week we talked about, it was just a matter of time before Notre Dame was going to start flexing their muscle mm -hmm. in the ACC. And today, Brett McMurphy has a report out of the action network that Notre Dame is pressuring the ACC to add Cal and Stanford I'll be honest with you, we've reached out to Cal, Stanford, the ACC Conference, every athletic director in the ACC, all of them have said no comment. No thank you, no comment. And it's very interesting right now that Notre Dame uh, uh, reportedly is flexing their muscle to try and get the ACC to add Cal and Stanford. The issue with that is we were told that Cal is not enthusiastic about joining the ACC because of the the non-football basketball travel uh, regiment 
the load that it takes, the money that it takes, the resources. Um, Cal also worries about the 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 footprint environmentally. As I know, many schools now are committed to these green programs. Like I think there's a lot of issues with this, and I I also look at the way that Cal is built and the hole that they are in financially, hundreds of millions of dollars, not unlike Washington State, not unlike a lot of these other schools. We saw this with Oregon. Uh, Oregon really made a decision to join the Big Ten ultimately at the end of the day because they have a massive debt load falling on them in two years and they could not risk not making full money in the Pac-12. I think Cal is in that exact position. But what I find so interesting is Notre Dame carries a lot of water in the ACC town. And if I'm Notre Dame and you know that there is a significant, significant landscape change coming, I think you are right to flex your muscle in the ACC, which again, and I know everybody knows this, but just so we're clear, Notre Dame is not a member of the ACC in football. All of their other sports are in the ACC. So they have significant sway in that conference. And I also think they are a major player from what sources have told us in this FSU-Clemson break the grant of rights situation. Notre Dame's not interested in being a troublemaker in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame wants to make more money in the ACC. And I think Notre Dame is well aware of what we have been reporting now for several weeks. And I believe it was Ross Dellinger who, who confirmed it. Uh, ESPN's willing to pay more money to add Stanford and Cal to the ACC. So I think this is going to happen. It is just a matter of time now. Now that Brett McMurphy is reporting that Notre Dame is leveraging the ACC to add Stanford and Cal, Jake, it makes too much sense not to do that because I think if Notre Dame wanted to and if they wanted to get on the train of, okay, we're going to break the grant of rights in the ACC, I think Notre Dame could pick up the phone and probably make that happen in a few phone calls. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the difference between you know the top dogs in any conference and and the smaller end brands. You yes. know, the top dogs. It's like this whole concept uh, that you that you hear about sometimes where it's like, you know, you, the being able to say, "Hey, I can do something," and other people respecting that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do that thing. That's but right. But the fact that they respect that you can is huge power. And so the fact that Notre Dame has the ability to pick up the phone and rally the troops and potentially, again, potentially uh, get enough support to break a grant of rights doesn't mean they're going to do that, but it just means they have that ace in the hole. And I think that that's just that's the a threat power. of that. Yeah, just the threat of that, I think, is is incredibly powerful. Yeah. So, again, I, 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 if you're SMU and you're and you're in the position they're in, you're not even thinking about that. You're you, like the Notre Dame situation for SMU literally doesn't matter because SMU is just trying to get to that next level. And they're playing the long game. They're saying, hey. You know, it's 2023 right now. If we could jump into the ACC next season and and be um, be bringing in TV revenue before this current grant of rights is done, that would be huge for our for our situation. That's all they care about. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I think one of the things that I find so interesting is you you have to find a way if you are SMU. I mean, I, there there are a couple programs in this country in my opinion, that have to find a way. Mm -hmm. SMU, if you've got this kind of bread, you've got to find a way to become influential. Because when you have hundreds of millions of dollars 
sitting here waiting to be weaponized, you have to find a way to become influential with that money in college sports. I look at Notre Dame, who is influential when they choose to be. In this case, in the ACC, clearly they choose to be. I look at Oregon State. Oregon State's got to find a way not to end up in the Mountain West. Even if they do, you have to make your greatest effort not to end up in the Mountain West because you deserve better. They've completed their facilities upgrades, and now you're going to step down to a G5. I think you have to do that. Scott Barnes, the athletic director at Oregon State, I'm a huge fan. I believe he's an operator. I've got to think that he is doing everything he can do. We exclusively reported on the show what's now been confirmed by multiple other parties that Scott Barnes was aggressively on the phone with the Big Ten, aggressively on the phone with the Big 12, and just could not get those deals done. Yeah. Where do they end up? I think they're absolutely one of those teams where you have to figure out what are we doing and how are we going to save ourselves. The other team that I think is so very interesting here is Stanford because it doesn't seem like Stanford really gives a damn about any of this. It really feels like Stanford is in a position where they've got a hundred, what, a hundred and... and $50 million, I guess, just in basketball money. They've got over a billion dollars in athletic money, $150 million just sitting here supporting basketball. Yeah. I said $150 million. And they don't care if they win a game or not because they're all about academics. Stanford's very interesting because what's Notre Dame fighting the ACC for? Uh-huh. Stanford. Very much less, Cal, because as I've told you guys for weeks and months now, I just don't think anybody really gives a rip about Cal. I agree. I think Cal is very insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I think Cal comes to you with academic prowess and very little bang in athletics. Very, very little bang. They're financially strapped. They don't generally win I understand they've invested in basketball and they are doing their best in football, but the whole with Memorial Stadium, I get all that. Cal is an afterthought. Stanford, in my opinion, is a crown jewel because of the money they bring to you. And I I again think SMU, if they truly, and I have no reason not to believe, we verified, we vetted the credentials of the people we spoke to at SMU, These this donor and his group. There's no reason to believe that these guys are anything but what they say they are. Facts. Because they are big bread dudes. They are they are absolute titans of business. Mm-hmm. If you've got $200 million just burning a hole in your pocket, bro, you got to make your move now. And I think that's what SMU is doing. And I, I have nothing but love for that. I have absolutely nothing but love for that. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens um, I think that when you look at the the ACC and you look at the fact that they are actively working to add Stanford, Cal, and SMU, it actually makes a lot of sense. But I'm just going to go back to the beginning of this whole conversation three weeks ago. Yeah. If you're in the ACC, what do you do to placate FSU? Because my my still my single biggest concern, you add SMU, you add Stanford and Cal, I don't believe that Florida State's happier. Even if it's just a 60% share to Stanford and Cal. 
and SMU takes nothing and Florida State gets more money, they're still going to be the petulant child who never gets enough dessert. And they're going to bitch and they're going to moan and they're going to make your life difficult. And I understand going to the ACC is likely better than going to the Mountain West financially. But are you really getting more stability in the ACC than you had in the Pac-12? Man, I don't know that you can unequivocally say that. And I know that my friends on Tobacco Road on Twitter last night were all over me about, I don't understand the culture of the ACC and we're as stable and as strong as the SEC. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you are not. I am here to break the news to you. North Carolina. By the way, we asked Bubba to come on the show today. He said no. No. We, I, I love North Carolina. I think you guys know that. I, we have... Worked very hard, and I will. I will even tell you, I was flattered by the no because we get we don't get a lot of no's on this show. Right, right. We we don't get a lot of no's on this show. Bubba Cunningham's staff said, "Monty, respectfully, Bubba's very busy as a full schedule the next several weeks with travel. The start of the school year is August twenty first. It's a very busy time. We'd love to make it happen, but now." Is not that time. Yeah. That's one of the nicest fuck yous I've ever gotten on hey, this show, and that's right? All, I mean, that's all and we that's asked worth for. something. That's all we ask for, Right? Man. That's worth something to that's me. That's all we ask for. So, hey, I, I'm here for it. Let's read your comments. Um, love you guys on the show. Thank you so much. Rick G gives us a $2 super sticker. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Midnight Magic's Musing. $200 million, Don't tell Kenzano or Wilner. By the way, this donor said they were not going to invest in the Pac-12. No. That SMU was not going to invest I, in the Pac-12. I, I think that if you're if you're one of these teams that's looking for a new home, the beautiful part about the ACC is that grants of rights is good till 2036. The conference isn't going anywhere. I, I mean, it just is not. Now, you want to talk about beyond that, I think you're – you're the wild, wild east at that point, right? Like, who the hell knows? The wild, wild east. Yeah, I mean, like, who the hell knows? I mean, that conference might burn down. It may survive. I have no idea. But I'm just telling you, it's only 2023. You got 13 years to go. And SMU, if it, SMU is saying, hey, okay, first five years, we're not going to take distribution, that's still giving us eight strong years of distribution money in a P5. But that's where, huge. But where is the ACC? If, if we're being brutally honest... And I think Mike is Mike Norvell's done a nice job at Florida State. Last year clearly was their their one of their best years in recent memory. Mm -hmm. But this is a two team league in football, unless North Carolina really comes up and who knows? We'll see. But are you better than the Big Twelve? No, you're not. Are you are you better in football than the remnants? of this final year in the Pac-12? No, you're not. Are you better than the Big Ten? I think you're probably on par as of this moment right here today. A year from now? No, you're not. A year from now, are you better than the Big 12? No, you fell further behind the Big 12. And obviously, the elephant in the SEC, you're not better than the, the SEC. Nobody is. Not in football. You're not better with with all due respect to to Duke and North Carolina and hey, I love I love ACC basketball. 
You know that if you've listened to this show at all, I'm a huge Carolina guy. They're not better than the Big 12 in basketball. They're not. They're not. I, I don't even know. And, and it, it remains to be seen because I don't know that Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke. Is Duke is Duke. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Is Carolina going to get back to the tournament this year? I mean, you won the thing two years ago. We're no show this year. I mean, those two have to be good for the ACC to be good. And I'm telling you, Stanford and Cal don't make the ACC better on, on the floor or on the field. No. SMU does not make the ACC better on the floor or on the field. Cool uniforms and stuff with Dallas across the chest. Hey, that's amazing. You get it. Your branding team is strong. Right, and you got some drip over there in Dallas. I get it. But you're not Dallas. You're just SMU. And, and the, the problem that I have with this is very different, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, and I'm not trying to bury the ACC. Or, But ask yourself, what does the addition of Stanford, Cal, and SMU do for the ACC? Because it doesn't raise your game on the floor of the field. It just doesn't. Yeah. Now, in non-traditionals, in Olympic sports, in baseball, basketball, or uh, baseball, softball, soccer, sw swimming, you're a better swimming conference now. Let's go. Everybody on the breaststroke. Three, <laughs> two, like, that's cool. But you're not better on the floor or the field. Yeah. And that's all that matters. The Big 12's better on the floor and the field. The Big 10 is certainly better on the floor and the field. No doubt about that. The SEC's already been pretty good. The ACC is just kind of milk toast. You're not excited about it. It doesn't suck. Does it suck? Dabo built this program on on God's name, image, and likeness. In God's name, image, and likeness. Right? We all get that. Yeah. But Florida State, Miami, I mean, pick your poison in that conference. Who's excited? Man, Miami football's coming back. Let's go. They, they are. Their favorite son, Mario Cristobal, <laughs> turned out to be a bust. Oh. Oh. I just don't see, and I would love to get your thoughts in the comments. Do you believe that the ACC is better because of this? Because I, I don't think it does. Jess Donovan uh, says more money than sense could very well be. Because you can pay $200 million. You can give that money to SMU. But you have that money already, and that's why you've gone undece undefeated five years in every sport in the AAC, right? Oh, wait, that's right. You're not even relevant in the AAC. Mm. That's my concern. Expedition Greg. Per Brett McMurphy, Notre Dame is pushing ACC to add Cal and Stanford. Yes. Hero 75. I wonder if Stanford isn't looking at what SMU is doing and wondering if they can make a deal like that with the Big Ten. Unlikely, but I find it hard to think the Big Ten would turn down Stanford for free. Now, my friends, listen. Yeah. You know on this show. Program. I'm sorry. Program. You know, on the program, we're just the two hacks on YouTube. Right. Did anybody catch Gene Smith, the uh, athletic director at Ohio State, retiring? The. <clears throat> Ohio State. Did anybody catch what Gene said about the, the addition of Oregon and Washington? I mean, if you watch the show May 24th, you heard us say that Fox and the TV partners were willing to spend more money to add Oregon and Washington to the conference. What did, what did good old Gino say today? Uh, yeah, that Fox agreed to pay more money to add Oregon and Washington.
We really did. So nobody was losing money. I mean, we're just the hacks on YouTube. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Troy Hester. Uh, Troy, good to see you, man. How are you? Gives us $5. Did SMU just purchase a mail-order bride? Uh, I meant to say a conference invite. <laughs> right? Seriously. It, I get it. I understand why SMU is doing it and why they have to do it. Does it, it but, dude, you're thirsty as hell right yes, now. Yes, you are. <laughs> As they should be. It is that a bad thing? No, I, no. I, I mean, it is recognizing opportunity. You have to act with a sense of urgency. Uh, I mean, I, I like the actions in the Pac-12 should tell you that. Like, at some point, as an institution, you have to get to that next level, and I think that's all SMU cares about. But, and and but, it may be but, unconventional, but you're gonna get exposed. Yeah, but they, SMU, they don't give a damn about that. As, we're gonna find. Uh, because remember, good old Uncle Monty told you this. SMU does not deliver Dallas. SMU is not a pipeline for recruiting. SMU does not deliver huge TV numbers. But I, but I think that's the point, isn't it? SMU doesn't sell tickets. But what's the point? Well, but all they do is pay us a ton of money in that we don't have to pay them any money. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But what happens after the five years? And now you're paying SMU. Oh, that's right. Florida will still be bitching and still trying to break the grant of rights. Florida State, excuse me. Yeah, I just, look, I, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying there. I just don't think SMU gives a damn about any of it. I, I literally right, but think, shouldn't the ACC care? Uh, no, because you can make a case that adding crap teams like that only helps your case getting into the college football playoff, right? I mean... Yeah, strength of schedule matters, but yeah. but you know if we're gonna play Southern Methodist or, or uh, you know if we're gonna play the, the goddamn the, Methodist know, from the, Dallas, the, you know whoever Methodist some anymore. some you know wild low end school, right? If we're gonna be playing those early non cons, why not throw SMU in yeah, there? Yeah, so why not add crappy teams to your conference so that your yeah. ten game conference just schedule play is full 10 of games? Yeah, just play no. ten games. Play I totally ten. disagree with it. Well. We're just philosophically, yeah, and I'm okay I, I, with it. I, Look, at, I'm okay with it. I understand why the ACC will do it, because the ACC, you got a bunch of crappy teams already. Well, what's one more, right? Even your crappy teams are going to kick the crap out of the at crappy team. At some point, these big conferences are going to take on the crap teams, though. That's going to happen. Yeah. Like, that's, gonna, that's part of the process. It's just a matter of how long they're going to hold out. Nobody, in, I'm telling you, I have a ton of friends in Dallas, man. Nobody cares about SMU. No, they don't. Nobody watches SMU. Nobody, nobody in Dallas. I, it, they're just a blip on the radar. I, you know, uh, David Leachman for ten bucks. Dallas could care less about SMU. Yes, Thank you. I agree. TV audience is laughable. They did not have viewership in the uh, SWC and won't now. Dallas is a UT Aggie OU city. Some games TCU. TCU's a, a factor in Dallas. Yeah, I'm I, from what. What I've experienced, it's the Longhorns, UT, TCU, and I I honestly think Texas Tech is coming. Texas Tech is influential in the conference. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. I think Texas Tech in the Big 12 and in the the grander scheme of things, and listen, if, if, if the Raiders find a way, because I think they're a dark horse to win the Big 12 this year. They're going to beat some people. Joey's got those guys tuned up and ready to roll. Right. They're going to win some games that you don't think they're going to win, and they will. 
They will end dreams in Lubbock. You mark my words on it. Pew, pew. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the Raiders are coming. They're coming. Russell for $5. Rich donors lead SMU down the path to the death penalty in the Southwest Conference. Yeah, but that was a different time. Now you don't even have to hide the fact that this is happening. Dabo's 805 winning percentage for 5 bucks. San Diego State looks longingly at SMU's rich donors. San Diego State was disappointed when the ACC turned down their fish tacos and $67 in food stamps. Jesus. Okay. I understand that we wrote the letter, right? But that was Adela. That was Adela. We, like, I've told her to back off. Listen, let's go down to Boss Frogs. It's an old town. I'll buy you a plate of fish tacos. Don't lie to me. I'll pick up the check. You guys add us to the Pac-12. What do you mean you guys are out of business? Pac-12's dead? Why didn't somebody tell us that? <laughs> Could you imagine? Do you, have you forgiven J.D. Wicker, the athletic director? No. Uh, you have not forgiven J.D.? No. You have not? Glad he came out publicly. He did what I thought he'd never do. Which right? is? He came out and publicly on Twitter, denied Dennis Dodd's report yesterday. So that's great. That is great. So you've taken a stance. So now the question is, what comes true as time goes on? You know, because again, and, and I saw the comments yesterday, went back and watched the show, saw the comments section, everyone talking about Dennis Dodd's track record. And I'm not saying the dude is Jesus Christ of reporting. I'm just saying that Dennis Dodd wasn't, wasn't wrong about the four corner schools leaving. Right. And here's uh, on the screen, you're looking at John David Wicker, yeah. otherwise known as J.D. Wicker, the athletic director at San Diego State. Yeah. The first two paragraphs of this article, and he's talking about Dennis Dodd's article, right, where yesterday he said San Diego State fails in an attempt to create a new Power Five conference with Pac-12 Mountain West AAC members. And in the essentially the crooks of the article is Adela Delatore, the president at San Diego State, tried to poach the four top teams in the Mountain West, the remaining teams in the, the Pac-12, and a couple of AAC schools. Now, yesterday, J.D. came out swinging and dropped a fake news bomb right. on Dennis Dodd from CBS after he wrote that, and then later explained that San Diego State has not sought to create a new conference or seek A5 status, which is Power 5 status, uh, for a new conference. San Diego State has no communication with the American Athletic Conference, nor any of its member institutions. San Diego State continues to be an active participant with the Mountain Conference, which I am not aware of. I'm kidding. He meant the Mountain West. Listen, I, I, I don't even... I don't I don't disbelieve JD Wicker. The issue is he just handled it so poorly yet again. And so you look at SMU, is SMU's athletic director doing interviews all over the country? Is SMU's president writing letters that they can't justify or back up? Are they embarrassing themselves? No, you know what they're doing? Absolutely nothing publicly. But they're operating behind the scenes. They're letting their money people make them money. They're letting their athletic people have conversations, I'm assuming, with the ACC, as we've been told. Mm -hmm. They're operating in silence, which is what the best of the best do. See Oregon and Washington. Because that's what you have to do. And, and I, that, that's my biggest complaint 
about J.D. Wicker because I do think the Mountain West eventually adds Oregon State and Washington State. I think you probably try to to find some other AAC whoever. You probably try to add four more teams. You probably try to get yourself to $10 million a year with with CBS and, and a little bit of Fox. Right. And I think that the Mountain West is a better conference. I, I, honest to goodness. But San Diego State is going to be their Florida State. San Diego State's always going to be a pain in the ass. Well, They're always going to be the kid that won't shut up in the back of the room. Well, and I think, you know, for me personally, and, and maybe I'm wrong for this, I don't know. Uh, what makes it harder for me to believe what he's talking about there in that tweet is just the behavior up to this point. I, I, I mean, if, if, if this, if, if you had never sent the letter and you know, if that whole thing hadn't gone down the way it went down, you know, and this was just a dentist out article out of the blue and, and you know, you, you like nothing had happened up to this point, you'd won the tournament or whatever and nothing happened. Then I would believe you. Then I would say, okay, yeah, this, this, this is, this is pretty surprising. That out of the blue, Dennis Todd would write an article about you trying to start a separate conference with the remnants of the pack and, you know, some of the American and whatever, right? But what makes it hard for me to believe it is that you did send a letter. You yeah. you you did try to join the Pac-12. You did try to do those things. And you did it in a way that maybe wasn't on the up and up. And again, everybody seems to agree with that, that the way they handled the Pac-12 thing was not exactly on the up and up. So that's why I say, like, you know, everyone can crucify me over it, but ultimately, like, that that's why I personally just don't believe it 100%. Is he lying about the whole thing? No. I'm not saying the guy's lying about yeah, the whole thing. But I, but I don't think he's lying. I think he's taking advantage of the fact that nobody knows the truth. I would agree with that. And I think guys like J.D. Wicker, as much as he's an athletic director, he's a politician. And I think he's doing a job. I don't dislike the guy. I'm disappointed that San Diego State has conducted themselves in the fashion that they have. I wish they would act like SMU. I wish they would we would operate behind the scenes in silence. And again, as much as I've said that SMU is a small program that does not deliver Dallas, you have to admire their ambition. Program. Is San Diego State's ambition any different than SMU? No. No, it's not. It's the way you conduct yourself you embarrassed your name you damaged your brand and your alumni are not happy we hear from them all the time yeah the 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 word that comes to mind is professionalism yes i mean that's what comes to mind yep i agree and and i just i think if if jd were smart he would have popped a buckshot before he wrote that letter and before he got crazy on dennis dodd because when you work with guys like bucked up you get the best product my guys at bucked up make unbelievable energy and it doesn't matter if it's if it's their energy drink right here. This is Miami, the best flavor. It's all I drink all day, two cans every day. But at this time on the show, every day, it's 200 milligrams of caffeine. And you get those neurotropes that help your brain operate, that raise your mental sharpness, that I'm give you clarity, right? It gives you energy. I was out until 1 a.m. last night at a I'm Foo Fighters real. concert, right? I'm an old man. I'm not, I'm 40. I'm an old man now, mm -hmm. but it's okay. Cause I'll feel better now that I'm going to pop man. this buck shot and you're going to see, it's going to give me, I feel bad for you. Cause it's going to give me a lift of energy and it's going to make me better looking. Am I better looking yet? 
Yeah. I'm not, yeah, but I feel better. Sure. Right? Yeah. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off at checkout. You guys, there's two products I advocate for massively. The collagen peptides, if you're a skin, nail, hair guy, if you want better skin complexion, you want better hair, you want better nails, the collagen peptides are so, so good, so effective. I use them every single day. And I I, I got to tell you, I have pretty good skin. Again, I, I you know, as a human being, I, I drip all day because of my good looks. Part of it is my my skin and, you know, and stuff. But it helps your skin. It helps your nails. Their, their proteins, unbelievable. My wife is training for a triathlon. I tell you that all the time. She's using a product called Endurance because she does these big, long bike rides and these big, long runs and big, long swims. Their products do the job. She needs a product to get her through those long rides, Endurance. I need a product to help me with my beauty and my awesomeness, Collagen Peptides. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty program. I love that you guys interact with our with our guys at, at Bucked Up. Thank you uh, for supporting our sponsors. Boss Frog, how the heck are you joining the show, Graham? Late, what did I miss? Nothing. Nothing at all. Not a thing. Just everything. Uh, Joe says the collagen is doing amazing things for Monty's hair. I'll tell you. Yeah, the lattice is looking nice, dude. It is. It is, you know, dilly, like, dilly. Dilly, dilly. It was, I think my wife was a little jealous. We were at Foo Fighters last night and the line of hot girls that was lined up trying to stand <laughs> next to me. I mean, it was, <laughs> I'll st- I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's fine. Cyclone Steve says you're going to need a lot of bucked up. What? Like, why would you say such a, a thing? I ain't even going to lie. I mean, I'm, I'm rarely out that late and I'm definitely feeling it today. We're old. We're old though. But Joe, I appreciate you noticing the the good looks that my hair brings. You know, it's all good. Let's keep rolling. Uh, if you are just tuning into the show, we're talking about this uh, SMU story um, and really the latest details from uh, the world of ACC, uh, which is Brett McMurphy at the Action Network reporting uh, that Notre Dame is trying to flex on the ACC to get them to add Stanford and Cal to the conference along with SMU um, exclusively in a story you're only going to hear on the Monty show. We talked to SMU donors today who told us straight away they have a war chest of $200 million ready to support SMU athletics with the idea of SMU joining the ACC and taking no media rights distribution for five years They are willing to support SMU getting $0 in distribution for five years. That is a ton of money. But as it was explained to us, it's actually a raise for SMU. Based on their distribution in the ACC, AAC, and the money that they would be making from other sources in the ACC, giving SMU Athletics $40 million a year would actually be a bump up in revenue for the programs. And I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes them thirsty. Does it make them seem desperate? Sure. But I think as Jake has so succinctly said, it's now or never. And guess what our donor said today that we talked to at SMU? We're well aware that it's now or never. We have to now, we were told about SMU, act with a sense of urgency because these opportunities are once in a decade and maybe longer 
for a school like SMU to shoot their shot to get into a P5. Yep. You got to you got to again not to be redundant, but I think you got to admire their aspirations. Yeah, and, and again, I want to make it really clear for everyone just joining the show today. I don't disagree. You don't deliver Dallas. You're not some some huge brand in Texas. You're not like they're they're I get it. SMU is small in a variety of different ways, however you want to describe that. But but I just think that it it, it is admirable. And I, again, I do think that that behavior like this out of SMU is behavior that's going to become more uh, widely accepted in college athletics at the at certainly at the G5 level uh, because schools understand that that if they can brand themselves strongly and create just some sense of value yeah. that way, that they that they then allow themselves a play to get into a Power Five. I'm not so sure I buy that. I'm not so. We'll see. I, I, there just aren't many schools that have a two hundred million dollar war chest from donors. Well, uh, I, not the, not at the G five level, certainly. Uh, Johnny Marzula for two dollars. ACC needs Notre Dame to get to eighteen and placate FSU. I don't think you're ever getting Notre Dame football in the ACC. Why would you? you if you were going to do that, I think you would have done that already. But. I don't know, is your mission to build a strong conference that you can exist without Florida State or to placate Florida State? I think that's a real question. That's a real question for the ACC. Cowboy Country for $5. SMU to the ACC to be a P4 school, switch to the Big 12 in six years. When the new TV deal is negotiated, SMU wants to become a Power 4 school and jump ship later. I'm not convinced of that. Are they a... Much better fit in the Big 12. Yeah, they are. But the Big 12's not doing a step-down thing. I think no. Big 12 membership wants a robust conference. Strong, lethal, able athletic departments. Yes, yes, yes. If that message wasn't sent with Arizona and Utah, I, I, I don't know what other message you would take from it. Yeah. So adding somebody like SMU, even if it was a free ad, I don't think makes sense. Well, and and I think, you know, with again, this is this is the philosophical part of the conversation, right? Like, the ACC has some turmoil right now that they're dealing with, and there are some. The door is open for SMU to try to make their play, which, in my opinion, is why we're hearing about all this now. But in the Big Twelve, I think philosophically speaking, they're they're going to let the ACC thing play out, much like the Big Ten let the Pac-12 thing play out. They're they're going to allow the ACC to to work through that grant of rights and let's see what happens does florida state inevitably find their way out do we get to a place in two three years where they have the membership to to kill the grant of rights and and allow everyone to be a free agent i mean again these are all things that can develop and change over the course of time and that's why i think brett yormark and the presidents in the big 12 are so hesitant to expand the 18 20 teams because again that's going to happen, but it doesn't need to happen now. That's the that's the issue. So when you talk about ro- having robust athletic departments, yeah, I, I do think they want robust athletic departments, but most of that opportunity now lies in the ACC, so you yeah, have to wait. But I also think the, the, the brands in the ACC have to step up. And again, I'll just go to North Carolina. That's a basketball team that two years ago went to the final. Um now, obviously, missing the tournament and postseason play altogether this year wasn't great. But, I mean, you, you played for a national championship just two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you, you are – and you're North Carolina. 
if North Carolina and Mac Brown find a way to go to a, a, a significant bowl game this year, I, I, you've got to start flexing on that conference because somebody has got to come back and bully the bully yeah. in that room. I, I, you just you have to do that because you cannot allow Florida State to run the table. Tom Dean for two bucks. FYI, two years ago, KU beat UNC in the NCAA final. Correct. Correct. But that's my point. Like, in basketball, it's a different conversation. Again, the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country, and and the ACC has squads that are would be a wonderful fit in the Big 12 from a basketball standpoint. But so. I think North Carolina belongs in the Big 10. Uh, I, the, I think the Big Ten again, wants North Carolina. I don't disagree, but again, if you're the Big 12, that's why you're not going to 18 or 20, and you're trying to make as much money as possible right now because you want to compete for the ACC brands that are inevitably going to become available. Yep. Big, uh, bad brass balls for $2. You keep saying you're not trying to be a jerk, but I'm not trying to be a jerk about SMU. But, I, I mean, you're not wrong. I feel bad saying it, but it... it I just don't understand the great value proposition that SMU brings to the ACC. I don't see it. Other than you get SMU for free, but what do you what are you getting out of that? Scheduling flexibility, I, certainly. I, I, I guess on some level, but who's excited about scheduling SMU? I'm not. Are you? I I, I truly am not. I don't see that SMU brings some great value proposition to the ACC. I get it with Stanford and Cal. I, I get it with Notre Dame. I get it with, I don't get it with SMU. You want to talk about all these, the importance of being relevant is, and I'm truly, again, much to boss, Brass Ball's point. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but somebody fight me over it. <laughs> What is SMU's value position to the ACC? Cool uniforms? Um, Drip? Maybe. You don't win fucking games. That's really what it comes down to. I'm not paying you. You're in my conference. Are you going to win games? Or are you just going to be... Are you just going to be a tomato that lays down and, and everybody squashes you every time you play them? Because mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not here to sugarcoat it for SMU. It's cool that you've got oil money and hedge fund money and you've got 200 million dollars according to our sources that are going to put you into the ACC. That's cool, man. But then what? Cuz at some point you either got to win games, uh you got to go to the tournament, you got to go to a New Year's Six bowl. For SMU, that's a decade down the road. I mean, that's quite literally you're not talented enough you don't have the facilities at this point. <clears throat> you, do you understand how much infrastructure you'd have to add at SMU just to support a much more robust football program? Yep. Just to get on the field in the ACC. So again, I'm just asking, what's the value proposition? What is this must? Well, man. Dude, we got to get SMU. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a got to get SMU thing, but I think if, if you've got a team saying, hey, we're, we're, we would love to come to your conference, and our proposition is you don't have to give us a distribution payment for the first five years we're in the conference. There's got to be something you can do with that. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's just it, it, all that is is more binkies for the babies in Tallahassee. Yep. 
That's all it is. Placate the boys in, in at Florida State. and. But I don't know. I, I guess this is, and this is something else I think we disagree on. I don't know. Why do we care? FSU can continue to complain. The reality is you don't have power. And and in complaining, I don't even think makes the conference's life that difficult because Oh, again, I think it does, absolutely. It, well, if 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 they actually won anything, then you would have to worry about but, it. But, but they don't win. Again, our brand on this show is the truth in sports talk. Let's tell the truth about Florida State. That's a fucking brand in college athletics. There is there is no doubt. You think Florida State for me, when I think Florida State, I think about Prime, I think about Dalvin, I think about Bobby Bowden, I think about Jimbo. Like, I don't think about the terrible teams of the last seven years. But this year, if they win 12, 11, 12 games, and by all accounts, what Mike Norvell's building and the, the recruiting, and he won 10 games last year. They win 12 games this year. That conference is in trouble. Because now they're going to have more influence. And if they go to the college football playoff and let's say Clemson doesn't, dude, good luck. Because if they truly become the money generator in the ACC, you're in real trouble because they're going to be a problem. And they're not, they're not scared to be vocal and talk about how crappy life in the ACC is. And maybe it is that they just have cash envy. Maybe it is that they have whatever, but I'm telling you now that if Florida State rebuilds themselves and they wind up winning games of significance, because I'd also remind you their basketball program hasn't been half bad in a lot of different years. Like that's a decent basketball program. They got to win in football. Yeah. You got to win in football. And if they do, Look out, man, because I think that's going to be a real problem. Sammy, for $2, I live in Dallas, and nobody here cares about SMU. Yeah, and I don't Sammy, see that. Sammy, who are you a fan of? If you're, if you're one of our Texans, get in the comments section right now. Hit the like button. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, we try to get to 1,000 likes every show. We're at, uh, we've had 7,000 views, and we're only at 272 likes. So let's rock and roll. Um, but if you're in Dallas, who are you a fan of? Gary Wolf says SM who. Agreed. Loke, man, ESPN would get some West Coast games if the ACC had Stanford and Cal. They would. And I think that matters. I think it matters. Kenneth, for $5, SMU and UConn in the ACC makes more sense than Stanford and Cal. No, I don't think it does. I mean, regionally, sure it does. But uh, <laughs> and, and now I, I can't say it out loud. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but <laughs> SMU has zero leverage, even over Cal. Yeah. Even over Cal. Yeah. SMU has zero. Cal or uh, SMU has no play against a P5, dude. None. And, and, and I get it. It, it. As affordable as it is, Cal can't even afford a calzone at Papa Murphy's Pizza right now. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. If, if we're being honest, 
You're very much SMU. You're the guy who never brings any value. Dude, I, I'm like Alabama or Georgia when it comes to value on the show. Well, you're fucking SMU. You fucking donkey. Yeah, you're SMU on the show. Oh, the commercial. Little uh, uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. <laughs> Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. I'm kidding. Jake and I were just joking yeah. about value and stuff. Uh, plenty of value in the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Love it. You guys, get the calzone. Get the marinara meatball. Pour the marinara meatball on top of the calzone. Dude. It's that easy. Yeah, I'm telling you. I It is the greatest thing since sliced pizza. Yeah. Absolutely. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app right now. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Don't forget, we're giving away uh, Texas at Baylor tickets September 23rd. A ton of questions today about Tri-Day Trading because they're the ones presenting our giveaway this week for Texas at Baylor September 23rd. You get a pair of tickets. No, airfare is not included. And listen, friends, if you're in Texas, and Texas is by far now one of our largest geographies on the show as a meteorological stud. See, I did it. Stud. I'm getting that word down. Uh, I'm telling you guys, it's worth your drive to, to Waco. And for all of our Baylor and UT fans that have been DMing me about what you have to do, it's very simple. If you want to win these tickets, guys, all you have to do is go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the 30-day trial membership $10 charitable donation is all you have to give. They give you a $10 charity donation. This stuff in Hawaii is absolutely terrible. I'll get to that in a second. Tridaytrading.com. Um, you get their 30-day program for a $10 charitable donation. They're going to make you an elite day trader. It's essentially teaching you how to work for yourself as a day trader the end of the 30 days, you don't want to continue. You don't have to. That's the number one question I get. If I go through the 30-day trial and I hate it, do I have to? No, you don't. At the end of the 30 days, you just simply make a choice. Yep. That's all you have to do. Everybody who enters the 30-day uh, trial membership, take a screenshot of it. DM me on Twitter or Instagram. DM Jake on Twitter or Instagram. I am The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You can find Jake on Twitter or Instagram as well at Jake. Just DM us a picture of it, and you're entered to win Friday at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, right here on the Monty Showgram. We will announce the winner of the tickets. Yes. It's that simple. Real quick, this going on in Maui, have you guys seen this? There are devastating wildfires going on in Hawaii, on pretty much all the islands. Lahaina Town has been burned to the ground in Hawaii. And I happen to, uh, we go to Maui every year. Yeah. And we're looking at pictures on television right now of places where we have stayed, places we have fished, restaurants streets we've eaten we've at. Walked down. Streets we've walked down, absolutely burned to the ground. Favorite art shop in Lahaina, burned to the ground. Burned to the ground. And it's because there are wildfires. There's a hurricane tr uh, passing south. They cannot fly helicopters to fight the fires because the hurricane winds are so bad. So these fires are just burning out of control. And it's really sad to watch Lahaina Town burn. Yeah.
because it is one of my favorite places on earth. It's just yeah, it's, it's horrible. Brutal. It's horrible, dude. It's, it's brutal. absolutely so, horrible. Um, yeah, keep the keep the fine folks in Hawaii in your uh, Hawaii in your thoughts, please. Uh, Delaric, a member for five months on the show. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Delaric. SMU not a big player, but they are a player. Are they though? Are they though? I just look, man. I. Again, we can say it's we're blue in the face. Yeah, sure. They don't have huge value, as far like in the state of Texas, they're they're obviously on the low end of the totem pole. But that doesn't mean that they can't connive their way into a P five. It just it yeah. just it it has nothing to do with oh hey you're the low end of the totem pole in Texas. That doesn't mean you don't have a place. It, it, they can find a way. Too much uh, gravy for my biscuits. He's called Super Chat Monty now. Man, we have had this discussion on the show real quick, too. There's a raging debate in the in the comments section about what comments I read. Uh-huh. I always read Super Chats, and I, I then go to our member comments. I, I try my best. The show is growing, and I understand it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, Renee Roca, a Saturday game in the Waco toilet. Waco. He said the Waco toilet. Really? Yeah. Come on now. Come on, man. The Waco toilet. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, but Monty doesn't peep his DMs. What do you mean I don't peep my DMs? I read yeah, what does DMs. that mean? Brad M. says, thanks for acknowledging Maui. It's a horrible situation. It'll never be the same. It and won't. I hope they rebuild the Heinetown. I hope that Yo, you have some, to. Some, but, but I guess what I mean, I should be more specific. I hope that when they rebuild it, because they will, I hope that it has that you know, not the same because you can never replicate, but just some semblance of how it felt because it truly was a special, special little town. Can you imagine the banyan tree in the middle of a Lahaina town? Burned to the ground, dude. Just gone. Uh, I can't even. Uh, I can't even. Uh, Bryce Martin, also, I'm literally an hour and a half from Waco, and it's my birthday weekend. It, I'm keeping my hopes up. Let's go, Bryce. Let's go, Bryce. Let's go, Bryce. MJ Bissett says SMU was a powerhouse before half of the people watching were born. Army was a powerhouse once. Add them. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You are not wrong at all. Uh, Renee also says, honestly, I wouldn't pay 10 bucks for that game. Yeah, you would. Come on now. Uh, Jim Choi, Monty wants SMU alum super chat money. Hey, man, put that 200 million in the super chat. You want to put 200 million in a super chat? Let's go. I didn't win the Mega Millions. One ticket sold in Florida won the Mega Millions. Bummer. Too much uh, gravy for the biscuits. Volcano Hawaii. No, unfortunately, if it was a volcano, you could at least live with the fact that Mother Nature took Lahaina Town. Mm -hmm. But these wildfires are crazy. Uh, Why, Gumby? Money or logical event. <laughs> Just so if you're tuning into the show and you're hearing me playing with this word, I can never say meteorological. It's been one. I don't know what it is about that word. I don't know. Uh, it's fair. Says, how does Hawaii not have a good football program? I don't know. I have no idea. Because they all play at Utah. Yeah. Program. Seriously. Seriously, the poly pipeline to the state of Utah is amazing. Uh, Mike Smith, SMU can buy everyone a Monty Show membership. Damn right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Absolutely right. Um, let's see. Dabo's 805 winning percentage for five bucks. If Florida State leaves, adding three schools keeps it even. To me, this says they expect Florida State to leave. I just don't know how you break that grant of rights. 
Yeah, and I just don't I, like. I I don't know what that process would look like. I mean, Florida State can't leave can't leave on their own. That's no. just the reality of it. No, they cannot. They have to. They would have to get. I think the number is eight other members would have to vote to break the grant of rights, and Florida State would still have to raise the hundred and twenty million dollars in cash, which they have explored doing, which is bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boss Frog for $10. So $200 million in an ACC network carriage fee for Texas and California. What? What's the back of the envelope calculations for each ACC school? Back of the envelope calculations. It's wild. Yeah, dude. It's wild, man. I, I, you're, what do you, I'll ask the same question I always ask. What are you getting for that money? You're a donor and you're a hedge fund guy. Yeah. You're an oil guy. You're a titan of industry because that's what this conglomerate is supposedly made of. These Mm -hmm. SMU boosters, donors, they don't want to be called boosters. They want to be called donors. These SMU donors have a pot of $200 million, according to one, one SMU donor I spoke to today. Yeah. That said, hey, we have $200 million in our group and we are willing to to give that money to SMU over a five-year period to offset zero media right membership payout. And I'm just like, wow, dude, that is wild. Yeah, but again, I still maintain there is a way for them that that we are not aware of yet to make the money back. I, I mean, there is a there is there has to be. I mean, again, if you're because again, it's not like yeah, it would be different. Like I'd be more inclined to say, hey, yeah, you're just kind of crazy with this idea if it was one singular person. Hey, I'm just ultra rich. Don't care. Going to throw money at this. Who cares? There are just so many reasons this is stupidity. Well, somebody explain to me. Somebody explain to me. A, why haven't you hit the like button yet? A, B, why haven't you subscribed to the channel? You guys, we are just 163 subscribers away from 23,000. Get it done. Come on, there's 1,200 people watching the show. Just short of 10,000 have watched the show today. Let's get it done. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you're not. But explain to me what what is the draw for SM. Nobody's explained that to me. Nobody has said, well, they're a great football program and a passionate fan base and they sell out because they don't. And they're not. And they don't have that. Nobody's been able to tell me what the what the value of of SMU is to the ACC because I still don't see it. So I don't care if you're going to spend all that bread. Somebody has to tell me, like, what what are you getting in return for that? Even on the ACC side of it, RJC man says, and, and Notre Dame didn't have to join a P5 conference, but in their deal with the ACC, they must join the ACC or pay a penalty to the ACC, which I don't believe is correct. They don't have to join the ACC. They are an independent in football, full stop. I believe that that is incorrect. And I will I will double back and check that. Yeah. But I believe that is incorrect. They do not owe the ACC a fee if they join the Big Ten. Yeah. I don't believe that's correct. I will double check that for sure. Um, let's see. Big bad brass ball says it was a joke. Not being a jerk. If it's the truth. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, big shout out. You guys, we love new members on the show. Big shout out to Jay Remy. What up, Jay? Welcome to the program. Appreciate you, Jay Remy. Thank you for joining. Uh, Tom Dean for $2. UT kiss it. 
Big 12, UT left anyways. FSU, kiss it. Okay. Okay. Tom Dean's a little fired up today, which I don't hate. Uh, Hans Storley, what is required for a G5 school to become a P5, membership in a P5 conference? But if we're being, if we're being practical, like, hey, the groceries you would have to buy, you have to expand your football staff mm-hmm. almost immediately because you're going to offer more scholarships. You are going to have a larger travel budget for recruiting. I mean, everything just becomes more expensive and needs more human beings. So you've got to expand your weight room. You have to have better facilities. So just on a baseline there. But compliance, you probably have to add academic staff um, because there are academic requirements now in most conferences to get full payouts. So you're going to have to have a robust academic staff to tutor compliance Hey, are kids actually, when they're on road trips for softball, are they actually getting time on their iPad where they can study and take tests and turn in homework and attend classes? Um, Where's the study hall period? Like you have to have coordinators that coordinate travel, meals on the road, uh, making sure that, hey, we're staying at the Courtyard Inn and there's a conference room and from 10 a.m. to 1.30, it's study hall and class time. Yeah, Like you have to line all of that out for far more sports now because not only do you have a softball team, but Hey, are we going to coordinate the softball team and the baseball team schedule? So they travel together. Cause a lot of schools do that. Yeah. Like, you have to have all of that. I just think it, it, it's just more resources, you know, yes. power scheduling equipment, like the whole, the whole nine yards, man, every, everything just gets a little bit bigger. And I think, you know, again, I, I, I the best exactly. question is like for the ACC, why, you know, why, what is the ACC, what would the ACC do with SMU? What does SMU allow them to do? Because you're not adding them, as we've said, a hundred freaking times today. SMU doesn't have a bunch of value. Okay, we get nope. it. We get it, right? But clearly there is value in other ways for SMU in the ACC. Because again, I always maintain, if we're hearing about it, right? If we're having conversations with people about it, the ACC and SMU have had conversations. Yes. And so the, the ACC, at least on some level, and it may be a minimal, small, basement caliber level, finds some piece of value in SMU. I would agree with that. And I, I think it's just wild. First of all, I think it's wild that you guys DM me during the show, uh, you know, which is, hey, that's fine. That's fine. You know, can't read your DMs on the show. I got one dude DMing me like, hey, can you read this on the show? Nope. No. You got to comment on the show, man. Uh, Taco and Tech, who's been a member of the show for four months. Shout Let's go, out. baby. Let's go. We appreciate you being a member. Uh, Taco and Tech says $200 million doesn't give SMU enough butter for all the toast. It, you're not wrong. That's right. <laughs> That's Jake's favorite saying, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Matt Ritson for two bucks. Texas Longhorns outbid SMU, big stadium, and big dollars. But Texas uh, also Texas also has been in a P5 for the – I mean, how long? I don't know how long off the top of my head they've been in the Big 12 now, right? And now they're going to the SEC. So this is – they're just in a different position. I don't even think it's fair to compare Texas and SMU. I, I mean, I, I, like, it's just not. It's just two different worlds. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Young Seminole, FSU was down for five years the first time in 40 years – 
They're a top 10 brand nationally. If you don't think FSU holds weight, you need to wake up. I don't think it's a matter that SMU doesn't hold weight. I would simply disagree they're a top 10 brand nationally. Bigger brand, Clemson football, Florida State football. Clemson. Clemson. Right now, Clemson. They've had more recent success. Notre Dame or Florida State? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, that's two right there. Alabama, Georgia, USC or Florida State? I'm going to take USC. I LSU. think that one's closer. I'm going to take LSU. I, I mean, Michigan. Oh, Michigan and Ohio State by far over Florida State. Penn State. Eh. Now we're getting. Now we're getting a little closer, right? Like, now we're getting closer. TCU. Well, now eh. we're pretty, Texas. Texas. You got to take Texas over FSU. And they're Come in on, the dude. same boat. Texas does, hasn't you know won in a long time. You know what the difference between Texas and Florida State is, and I think, and I don't even say this. Uh, with vitriol towards Florida State. But I think it's a key difference. Even when Texas loses, Texas wins. Because everyone thinks Texas is some rocket ship of a football team. And I Huge agree. Huge factor. Like, yeah, right? Like, hey, Sark and amazing coaching staff and and dudes like Jade Barron in that defense. And, like, you've got, you know, this great offense. Like, all this awesome stuff. They're that team that has all this excitement around it all the time. They don't have to do what Florida State's done, which is talk a lot and make a bunch of noise and make a bunch of and issues. And be a pain in the ass. They don't have to do that. And so, well, so. But look at Gary's comment. Tulane beats SC in the Cotton Bowl and listen to all the chatter about them. Yeah. Cue, cue the crickets. Who were people talking about when Tulane beat SC? SC. They were talking about SC. We were getting, you know, remember the, the crying Caleb Williams picture yeah. out of the Utah game, right? Like. Come on. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's almost inarguable. I, I don't think that FSU has been a thing since Jimbo. I don't think that SMU is irrelevant. It, it, or Florida State, FSU. I don't think Florida State's irrelevant. What I think is they talk too much and they win too little. Agreed. And last year was a nice step up. This year they have to be a 11-12 win team. You have to be. Man, that's a lot of wins. You wanna, dude. but if you want to talk all this shit, dude, you had better win games. And they have a schedule. Frankly, being in the already crowned Clemson conference, <laughs> you have a schedule that. Well, but I'm being serious. You're in a conference. If we you, built this program on NIL. If you look at the ACC, this is not rocket science. This is this is not rocket science. And you look at Florida State's schedule. Obviously, the LSU game gets on in in three and a half weeks. Massive Southern Miss at Boston College. Then you get Clemson. Those are your two games, because after Clemson. It's Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke at Wake Forest at Pitt. That's going to be a fight. Um, Miami, North Alabama and at Florida. You should run the table. You should start out two and two and then run the table the rest of the way. Quick sidebar. If SMU is the opponent in week two instead of Southern Miss, does that help your schedule? Probably not. Right? Doesn't upgrade your schedule. That's what I think SMU's conversation is inside of inside of scheduling in the ACC. Hey, for a team like Florida State. When inevitably these conferences go to 10 conference games a year. Pack 10. Yeah, pack 10, pack zero, ACC. Like, 
does SMU, is that an upgrade when you're talking about Southern Miss? Well, not really. And But shouldn't you expect, if Florida State is who we say they are and they're this unbelievable football program and... No, I'm not saying that. I mean, you know. But if, if that's who yeah. Florida State is, yeah. shouldn't we expect them to win that game in Orlando against LSU? Right. Yeah. You're, you're Florida State. I mean, you're, you're expected I mean, to win. I would expect them... Okay, so if we let's call LSU, let's say that they win that game. I mean, you shouldn't lose until Clemson in week four. And I don't even know that Clemson's going to Clemson this year. And after that, you don't really have another game until what? Florida? Uh, you know, November 25th? Like, nah, Pitt's, Pitt's going to be a good game. Pitt's always a fight. Okay. That's at Pitt. Like, but, that's, but would you expect them to win that game? Yes, I would expect them to win that game. But that's going to be a good game. You're right. Okay, great. So. So really, if you're looking at the schedule, you've got LSU, Clemson, Pitt, and Florida. Those are your four games that you have a that you have a sincere chance at losing. But outside of that, what do you really have? Yeah, and Clemson plays fucking nobody. Yeah, at Duke, Char- uh, Charleston Southern, FAU, Florida State, uh, at Syracuse, Wake Forest, Miami, at Miami, at NC State, Notre Dame. Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Look how many basketball schools are on the football schedule for these good ACC football teams. And and, and tr- you guys, I'm a Notre Dame fan. We're not going to be good this year. Yeah. We're going to fire our coach. We're not going to be good this year. I'm telling you now, the games on Clemson's schedule are Florida State. I want to think that Miami's going to be better, but yeah, come on. Until they are, they're not. I think that NC State game is going to be a battle. They're going to beat Notre Dame, and they're and that that Carolina game is at Memorial, so they should win that game. Like Clemson's going to win the conference. Yeah, they're probably going to win eleven games. Florida State's probably going to win nine or ten. They should win eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. But until they do, I just don't believe in them. Yeah. So why <laughs> the Mike Leach? Meteorological Society for $5. As a Texan, I have seen SMU on TV a handful of times in my entire life. They are clearly ready to invest, but present day do not bring any Texas market. And I think it's a decade before you can change that. Yeah. Because if if Texas, Texas is, and loses games they shouldn't lose, that doesn't help SMU. Yeah. If Texas runs the table and gets to the college football playoff, that doesn't help SMU. Mm-hmm. It, it, even if TCU backslides a game or two, what, where, where is the, where is SMU's big path towards supremacy in 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 Dallas? Because again, TCU is going to be good. Sonny Dykes is a hell of a coach, good yep. recruiter. Yep. You, I, again, I will just tell you, Texas Tech is on the rise. Texas is going to the SEC, so their profile's going up, not down. Houston's in the Big 12. Their profile's going up, not down. UTSA's profile's going up, not down. Mm-hmm. Where's where's the wedge that SMU can all of a sudden create? Because it's not Houston. It's not Texas. It's not TCU. It's not Texas Tech. There's only so much butter for all the bread, my friends. Toast. Oh, sorry. There's only so much butter for all of the English muffins. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who do you think you are? Marbled rye? Yeah. I, I don't know what the joke is. Uh, Elvin for $2. I think FSU expects the state to bail them out. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that's well. happening. Uh, he also says the grant of rights doesn't have a choice of law built in. 
Maybe not. Salty drunk. Bring back members only comment window. No hope. <laughs> I I offered that many moons ago. You did. Should we go? Reset. Should we go members only comments? Oh no, that's not fair. Okay. Uh, RJ, Notre Dame must pay $100 million if they join another conference, so please do homework. It's embarrassing. It's okay. RJ, I appreciate the $5. I appreciate the $5. Um, I'm sorry that I'm a complete and utter embarrassment. You know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Too much gravy for my biscuits. SMU is just before, lastly, Texas State University. Okay. 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 Tuskegee State. Yeah. You know. You know. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, 19 and 30 at Cal, Sunny Dykes. Do you understand the dynamic at Cal? Do you, yeah. have, do you have any idea just how damn difficult it is to win at Cal? And why do we point out Cal when Buddy just went to the college football playoff, dude? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, yeah, sure, he struggled at Cal, but... When's the last time Cal did anything? Sonny Dykes is a hell of a coach. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, Salamini. So, you, you, so you're saying Salamini's a huge San Diego State fan. Oh, there's no. Yeah. Salamini is a diehard San Diego State guy. Yeah. Bummer, Salamini. Yeah. Uh, shh. We don't mention supremacy and SMU together because of their past. Where is the Italian? Yeah, the climate's different, though, isn't it? I would think. Jim Choi. If SMU gets into a P5 conference, they're, uh, they're getting the gang back together. The gang prior to death penalty and uh, by coaches, players, and facilities. They can do that legally now. You, you can do that legally. There yeah. is no buying players anymore. We have something called the transfer portal in NIL. Seriously. You can legally buy players. It's fair. SMU needs to have a red, white, and blue field. They can pay me for the idea. They've got money to do it. <laughs> you know. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, Texas is back to seven and five. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine? Would Sark make it past October if they were seven and five? Would I mean? Would they? Would we go back to Sark fired on the? On the tarmac? I mean, I, I just, the, dude, the expectations. Oh my I, God. And I know for Texas, it's high every year, right? Like, that's not a secret. But, but dude, this year just feels so different, many, bro. They have so many big games. Like, I, I'm telling you guys that at Big 12 Media Day, it was like a thing when Texas rolled up. And oh, the room got just, quiet. You could just feel, like, the energy. And, and and I don't know, even I'm kind of wondering myself, even if you were, a, let's let's call them a 12-win team. Let's say they just went ham and way overachieved and just crushed everybody. Is that still living up to it? Because at that point, you know what's going to happen. Oh, we're 9-0, we're 10-0, we're 11-0. Dude, we're going to win the whole damn thing. And then let's say you get knocked out in your first college football playoff game. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, the season's a disappointment. I mean, that's the unfortunate reality of Texas. Uh, by the way, via DM, like three people are telling me that the $100 million fee for Notre Dame would be if they pull their sports out of the... I'll call Notre Dame tomorrow. <laughs> Why are we obsessing over this? Why right are we now? obsessing like, over the... this? Yeah, what's the... Like, I, I don't understand that. I don't... Uh, it, 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 it is... Yeah, it's not hard to – you guys. Yeah. Um, 
I would guess that Notre Dame does not have, if they choose to join another conference as football, they're not going to have to pay the ACC $100 million. Swarbrick's a lot of things, including retired, but he ain't stupid. Yeah. There's no doubt about that, you know. Uh, I'll do it eventually. <laughs> Gives us $5. Live in Fort Worth. No one talks about SMU anywhere. They bring nostalgia to the ACC, and it don't pay bills. Yeah. yeah nobody ever paid bills with nostalgia. Uh, Boss Frog says, imagine how competitive the uh, Southwest Conference would be if it existed today uh, in today's world of NIL. Oh, my Dude. God. That, yeah. But that's the thing in Texas, like – and I, I don't. Th- I think people view Texas as just a bunch of cow patties and dude changing like horseshoes. Mm-hmm. Texas is where money's made. I, I I and I don't know when on this show it shifted that I became a defender of the state of Texas. Texas, Tarrant County, right? Um, but looking at the way that business is done in Texas, I, I'm telling you now that. There's real money made on a daily basis in Texas, unlike just about any other state in the country. Yep. And I mean New York, D.C., the Virginias. Texas is just different, man. Like the power centers of cash in this country. Yeah. The entire state of Texas and the city of Dallas alone, the money that's generated is ridiculous. Yes. It is. I mean, it's impressive. But but that's my my whole thing with SMU. I, I agree with everybody. Hey. Small small school. Nobody watches them. Nobody cares. Who gives a damn about SMU? Totally agree. But then, if that's the case, why are why is this group of donors so hard to invest two hundred million dollars over the course of several years if they weren't going to make their money back? That's what I'm saying. There's a play here. I don't know what the play is. But I don't I'm know telling either. You, there is a play here of some some variety where they're going to make that money back. Then some, because remember, it's not just about hey, we invested a dollar, got to get that dollar back, dude. If dude, you're going to invest two hundred million dollars, you better be making at least four hundred million dollars back. Is this good for college football? I don't think this is. And again, I'm not trying to be Mister Naysayer. Everybody's dying and the world's ending and all that shit. I'm just saying when you have SMU, I mean, you can't say they're buying their way into the the ACC, but they basically kind of are buying way. their way into the ACC. Yeah, they're not paying anything, but they're not getting paid anything. Their value is you don't cost us anything. Don't screw it up. Don't piss on the rug because you don't cost us anything. Yeah, you can stay in my house, but don't tear up the decor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Take yes. your shoes off at the door, boy. Yes, right. Like that's what we're. I don't know what else they bring. <laughs> I don't know. I agree with you. And I know I'm probably talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but they bring nothing. But the people floating this 200 milli are not stupid people. No. These are wildly intelligent money-making MFers. And I don't understand why they would give away. Because each one of these dudes that was described to us is giving 40, about 40 million bucks away. It's a lot of money on an individual basis. I don't care who you are. Forty million's a good chunk of change for these guys. It and, is, and and that's why I say I have to think. And and again, this is just me brainstorming here. Keep that in mind. Like obviously, we haven't been told anything, but but wh- okay, other ways to make money on college football outside of distribution money. Okay, ticket sales, concessions. 
you know, uh, certainly there are ways to connive your way into making money through NIL, right? Like, is that the play? Because they do have good branding. I'm not saying they're a big brand, but I'm saying, hey, they have fun with their uniforms. They're real aggressive on social media. Like, they understand how to play that game. So I'm sitting here, you know, before the show, and as we talk about this, thinking like, okay, if you're going to invest on this level, doesn't that mean that you you must have some robust sales plan behind the scenes? You must have something that's going to allow you to just bring it in. And that's why I'm telling you, it, it it's this has nothing to do with how relevant they are in Texas. Nothing. This has nothing to do with that. By the way, a, a guy that works in television who I talk to on a regular basis says there is zero dollars owed uh, to the ACC if Notre Dame chooses to join a conference football only. That the $100 million exit fee only is if they pull all of their sports, and they apparently have that option to do that, but it costs them $100 million, and they would be free of their grant of rights in the ACC. Uh, they owe nothing if they join the Big Ten as a football only. There you go. So... I I think it is. I say Notre Dame has options, dude. Notre Notre Dame is the one that holds the cards because ultimately, uh, uh, you know, as your guy just said there, like, dude, Notre Dame can get out for a hundred million dollars, and trust me, Notre Dame has a hundred million dollars. It's just wild. The, you guys were talking about monopoly money. Yeah, and like, no, and nobody in the conversation like SMU, Notre Dame. Uh, you know, certainly Oregon and Washington, you know, the other Pac-12 schools, nobody seems to care about that. that nobody, that's just, that's nobody just jump cares. Change. Nobody cares. Giggity. Uh, Ruffs is the dingleberry of the Monty show. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What oh, do my. we have here? Um, Ruffs says SMU is the BYU of Texas. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Well, as usual, Ruff comes Maybe in. Maybe your didn't go to heaven. Yeah, Ruffs comes in and makes an ass of himself because <laughs> he has... All that is is trolling, you guys. Yeah. That, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't look at the accident on the side of the road. Uh, Jim Choi, SMU alums never wanted to be second and third fiddle in Texas football. Well, wow. they got the money to be the first fiddle. Now they're going to be on the deck of the Titanic while it sinks playing the fiddle. But congratulations, your first chair. Yeah. Like, it's true. That's right? that's perfectly said. MJ Bissett, donations isn't an investment. SMU should go independent with all that money. They could always go back to a G5. Aspiring to be the ACC's Vanderbilt is stupid. But, but nobody wants to be independent. No. Nobody. It's, it's not, not an option. It's not an existence that yeah. you want. Because it's really, as the years go on here, Notre Dame, perfect example. Notre Dame's going to have to join a conference, probably the Big Ten for football, because it's very difficult to schedule when every conference is essentially going to be forced yes. to play a 10-game 10, 10 conference. Thanks. Yes. Because you're not going to be able to play Dingleberry State. Yeah. You're just not going to be able to play that. You you can't do it. You, you just can't do it. Uh, Marianne says, your money isn't worth uh, ain't worth nothing if you can't put a winner on the field. Thank you. Uh, this is why Jackson State will very easily out-recruit schools who have millions. They can't pay a player in, in the FBS. They can pay a player in the FBS, yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. It's fair. Notre Dame has billions. $100 million is chicken scratch for those Roman Catholics. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that we, you know. 
Roman Catholics seems a bit aggressive, but Ruff's official. SMU is a religious school with an average football team. They're not a religious school anymore. But thanks for coming. Gabe H. Monty, can you believe that Henry Ruggs verdict today sickening? Oh. Did you guys hear that? Dude. Henry Ruggs, the Raider, former Raider wide receiver, was driving his new Corvette C8 very fast while intoxicated. Got in an accident, killed a woman and her dog, and today was sentenced to three to 10 years in jail, and he will serve a minimum of three. And that's the earliest he can be available for parole. You had it all. You were one of the better receivers for your age and experience in the NFL. And you had all the money you wanted, the cars, the girls, and you drove drunk. <coughs> Don't feel sorry for you, dude. Like, I, 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 have, choice. I have very little empathy for people who choose to drive drunk. Yeah. Like, almost none. Almost none. Conference Commissioner Gumby. Money, money, greater than Monopoly money. Damn, I didn't win the Mega Millions. We. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't win the Mega Millions. Jake, so Jake and I are talking, right? <laughs> Jake and I are talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do we do if we win? Like, how much money do I have to give you if I win the I Mega want Millions? It. He's like, well, are you taking the cash option? I'm like, yeah, one-time lump sum. And give me about we clear on that? $600 million. Okay, great. Perfect. Sets me up nicely. Jake's like, yeah, you're going to have to give me $50 million of that money. As a minimum. A hundred be nice. The balls on this guy. Um, He's like, yeah, 15. And he, you said it so nonchalantly. Well, how much would I have to give you? I don't know. How much is it? Uh, like 600. It'd be about $640 million. And he's like, I don't know, 50 million. <laughs> like, hey, man. Yeah, like fifty. You got six hundred. You can scratch off fifty. That's that's three SMUs combined. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, it'd all be yours at the end of the day, anyway. Come on. Uh, Adam Vulture uh, says return on investment, corporate sponsorship money, perhaps. What I mean, dude. Wow, the big Mugamba. Holy cow! What's up, Mugamba? SMU doesn't beat Texas and Baylor. Nah. No, they don't. Oh, um, the Mike Leach meteor. God oh. damn it. Damn it. Meteorological society. There it is. Broke the streak. ACC buys SMU low. SMU donors have been waiting for a chance to revive the program in a major conference. Long investment horizon, but could pay off for both. Could be. Could be. That's I, what I'm saying. I don't All understand it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just silly. I, I think it's a very straightforward play. They're all they're saying is hey, dude, we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do to get into your conference and yeah. we're willing to pay the price, which is suffering through no media money. And then long term, we gotta revive the brand. So in those five years where we're not getting TV distribution, we have to be ultra aggressive with marketing and recruiting and growing our brand. So that when we are getting TV money and we are getting put on the tube, we're at least serviceable. We're, yeah. at, we're not getting slapped around by Clemson. At least we can yep. make it a two-possession game. It's Fair, who now has a Dallas Cowboy helmet. <laughs> How did Baylor get chosen <laughs> over SMU? 
I mean, I, how has nobody sucked up the great SMU by now? I don't know, dude. Ruff's official. Giggity, the fast food section is at the end of the show. Okay. Eric C., I came just in time for Ruff's bringing it. Hope all is well, Ruff's, and everyone here in uh, Monty Town. <laughs> Eric C., where you been, dude? <laughs> Eric C., DM me, dude. How are things? Aaron Wilson, Salty is the ASU president of the show. <laughs> God, Ray Anderson. Oh, yeah. Did you guys hear the uh, Ray Anderson Mia Culpa? Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona State, got his bag slapped because he said he was not going to Morgantown. Mm -hmm. So um, he basically rips West Virginia, right? Yeah, you're going to try to, in the Olympic sports, go to divisions and probably do that in football as well. Travel regionalization still makes sense, but it really makes sense for the Olympic sports. Uh, and so you might imagine our selfish interest is that if that keeps us with we're, the game. We're not giving you a remote office in Morgantown. I promise I'm not going to Morgantown. I'm, I'm going to sign that to Gene, Gene Boyd. He can go to Morgantown. But send me to Texas and uh, the rivalry with Arizona and, and, and start a new one with BYU and Utah and Colorado. That's where a lot of our Olympic sports. So, so look, look at. So wait, you just straight up ripped Morgantown, right? And oh, that's right, we took you out of context. Although uh, those comments were said in jest and taken out of context, you know, they were clumsy comments from me that I sincerely regret, you know, because I offended some people when no offense was intended. And for that, I apologize. I sincerely do. And then uh, Ren Baker, the West Virginia AD, and I, have known each other. So I called Ren on Monday and we had a chance to talk. I explained the context and he graciously accepted my apology uh, and uh, certainly said he'd pass it on to their president, Gordon Gee, whom I know. Uh, and then we shared, very frankly, our mutual excitement uh, uh, about us being in the same conference going forward. Uh, and then I'll also tell you, we shared a few laughs because he made me promise that I would absolutely come to Morgantown. So you wait. You took <laughs> comments were taken out of context, even oh. though. So you took yourself out of because nobody asked you a question about it. You were talking to your president, Michael Crow, and you just decided to drop a bomb on Morgantown, and all of a sudden those were taken out of context. Ray Anderson is such a terrible athletic director, like, dude. How does how many nudes of Michael Crow does he have the president of Arizona State to still have his job? This guy, come on. Dude, it's bad. All right, let's shout out some uh, membership gifts. Cougar Tracks. Let's go, baby. Thank you, Cougar Tracks. Of course, Aaron Wilson. Let's go. Aaron Wilson giving out uh, a membership today. Thank you. Appreciate all eight of our new members today. Thank you for everybody who supports the show. As well, we thank our friends at Super Chicks in St. George and in Ogden on Riverdale Road. Make sure you hook it up with those guys. I'm telling you, if you haven't been to Super Chicks, go in to Super Chicks in Ogden, Super Chicks in St. George. Say, hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. Let me get that crispy chicken sandwich. I'm going to take a deluxe with extra pickles. You don't have to thank me because the greatness will just seep into your soul. As you dip the French fries that are cut fresh in-house every day, just like all their produce, 
All their chicken breast. Notice I said breast, not thigh. Because they only use full chicken breast at Super Chicks. Mm -hmm. You dip those fries in that ranch dressing, it'll change your life. It will absolutely change your life. The best chicken sandwich in the game is at Super Chicks. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Um, you guys in the comments section getting after each other? Come on now. Uh, only part of Anderson's apology that wasn't bullshit was when he said, I'm sorry. Yes, Ray, you are sorry. Yes, he is. Like it is. Yeah. It is remarkable how bad he has been. Yeah. It, it's been yeah, remarkable. He still gets paid millions of dollars. <laughs> Too much gravy for my biscuits. ASU has hemorrhoids. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. I, I don't want to know. Yeah. That's I, a rough, dude. I don't want to know. Uh, Jimmy Otson says, Ray was framed. Why'd Crow have to throw Morgantown at him like that? Yeah, how dare you? Michael Crow, how dare you? And, and I like how Ray Anderson's like, Ray Anderson's like, yeah, you know, and if you you can go and listen to the clip on Twitter or whatever, but the whole, in, in his, in his, in his half-assed apology, he's like, he's like, yeah, that comment was made in jest about me not liking cold cities, and I was just joking around. Ray Anderson never said anything about cold cities. Michael Crow gave him a bunch of crap about not going to cold cities. Yes. And then Ray Anderson continued on, literally just continued on with his statement about about how they they would really like to work with the Big 12s on uh, the Big 12 on Olympic sports to be regional and then football and basketball continues to be national. Jeremy Callahan says West Virginia is beautiful. Morgantown is a mountainous mecca. <laughs> yeah, and then there's that. I, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, is the huge San Diego on the backdrop for the Padres? Dabo's 805 winning. Please. See, you say hurtful things like that. It, that's not <laughs> nice. There's no reason to bring up the Padres or the Cubs. Because, by the way, the Cubs, what did I tell you about the Cubs? God damn it. Um, Wait. We're going to roll out a daily fantasy thing on the show here in the next week or so. Dudes, I'm telling you right now, I'm coming for that A. Notice he didn't say ass. I can't. I'm a Cubs fan. We don't do anything at all. And my second team is the Padres, and apparently we don't do anything either. It is absolutely yeah, it's brutal. funny. Um, you know, all of Fernando Tatis's, you know, long fly balls. Wind up on the warning track now instead of over the fence since he's not using steroid hair product anymore. Okay. I don't know what the hell Tom Dean's do. You like my new name, Blood Pressure Cuff? No, bro, Tom. Bro, I'm, Tom, what, what are you talking about, bro? Sphygomanometer, Dean. Bro, what are you talking about, man? No, Tom, I don't. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby says, Rainus. Sammy for four ninety or one ninety nine. SMU wants to be better than TCU. That's it. Period. You're never gonna SMU's never no, never. Even if there's a fire, gonna be better than TCU. No. It. I. I why the slander of TCU? I feel like every week on this show it shifts a little bit. Yes. The Pac-12's dead, so we can't slander them anymore. This week it's been ah TCU. Time to slander Sunny Dice. <laughs> like why the TCU slander? I just think people don't believe in them. They think one hit wonder. That, listen, they're gonna backslide a little bit. You when you lose that kind of leadership on the field, 
But come on, man. TCU's going to be fine. It's fair. I bet they have the VIP treatment for that dude when he makes it into Morgantown, Appalachia. It's a wet, it's wet cold in the winter, too. Dude won't even get an Uber there. I hope not, too. I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. Uh, It's fair also says Morgantown has a lot of moonshine. Does West Virginia fan, and and I'm being serious, does West Virginia fan recognize Ray Anderson walking around the street in Morgantown? Take me home to a place. Um, um, Salamini. Sent the deletory created letter about your show to ESPN today. Fingers crossed. Where is the Italian? Okay. Okay. And donuts. I got 200 million. Can we be friends? Signed SMU. Yeah, we can be friends. Now, do I get that 200 million all at one time? Because I'm going to go ahead. Daddy needs new tires. Daddy, can you scratch me off some? Or what are we doing here? (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, let's see too much gravy for all the biscuits. ASU. How did you're saying that again? ASU has hemorrhoids. Okay. Mike Smith says fire, uh, conference commissioner, Gumby Mano, uh, manometer. By the way, real quick. Did you guys see, did you guys see Northwestern today? Dude. Did you guys see this? And this is shocking to me. Northwestern today. Decided it would be a good idea to wear these t-shirts out to the field where they're talking about cats against the world. (coughs) And that number 51 pays homage to Pat Fitzgerald, the fired football coach at Northwestern. And essentially what they're saying is they're defending him. And it's shocking to me how tone deaf this is. Now, and I want your guys' opinion on this. Am I being too, am I being just too sensitive about this? I understand that Pat Fitzgerald was a well-liked guy on his staff. I understand his players loved him. They said it was tragic and it really hurts to lose him. And he fostered... In my opinion, he fostered an environment that allowed for hazing and sexual abuse and then tried to use the excuse that he didn't know about it. You're the head football coach. What do you mean you didn't know about it? Mm -hmm. If you didn't know about it, you should be fired. If you did know about it, uh, you should be fired. So what do you mean cats against the world for 51? He fostered an environment, in my opinion, of hazing and sexual abuse. I think it is outrageous that these coaches and support staff wore these T-shirts today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, I I don't know how in the middle of a scandal when your head coach has been let go and you have all this stuff going on, like, who thought this was a good idea? Who Who's the one who was like, yeah, we should print these T-shirts? Yeah, this seems like a good idea. Who thought that? And then the idea that your AD puts out a statement saying that it's embarrassing and that, you know, you're, you just can't believe that you're like, you were surprised that your staff would do this. Like, I just don't know, like who, who thought it was a good idea. And it, and it continues to push the narrative that Northwestern as an institution contones this behavior. I mean, what else are we supposed to say? I mean, I, 
Like, what, what else am I supposed to say? Typically, when something like this comes out, people get fired, and then you don't really hear too much about it until the legal process plays out. Right. But we're hearing a lot about this, and the legal process hasn't played out yet. So for me, I, I'm, I was really surprised by this. Yeah, where do you guys come down on this? Do you think we're making too much out of it? Like, I, I am of the belief that this, I think this is outrageous conduct. I, I think it is absolutely outrageous that you would, that you would do this. Uh, I, I don't understand it. Rob, thank you for the $2 tip. Appreciate that. Um, Mark Wilson for $10. If Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, and Washington stay in the Pac-12 and save it by adding the Mountain West members, any chance that Fresno State is invited to the league? Well, Fresno State is in the Mountain West. So what do you mean? Um, I don't believe that the Pac-12 survives. If the Pac-12 and the Mountain West merge, the Mountain West would survive. Mm -hmm. And Commissioner Navarez in the Mountain West would get the helm, in my opinion. So Fresno State is already in the Mountain West. Yeah, You're not going to have the Mountain West kicking teams out. I mean, I, I I can't see that happening. No, I mean, I think if you're the Mountain West, you're you're in this conversation saying, okay, yeah, George, we'll consider this, but you got to play on our terms because the Mountain West doesn't need the Pac-12. They'd like to have them, but they don't need them. No. So yeah, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be dropping membership out of the Mountain West. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Adam Salamini, I heard Northwestern is going to fire their AD and president, and Klyavkov is a leading candidate. Yeah, I mean, makes total sense, doesn't it? Uh, Rob Simpson, I tipped Monty because Utah got that bag. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. And I, I again will remind you, every day in this country, <laughs> there are reporters who report things we've already reported. So the latest one is Ross Dellinger reporting that Fox agreed to pay for Oregon and Washington. Mm. You watch the Monty show, you'd have known that. Hey, Monty. Big Jack 512. <laughs> Come on, man. What do you mean? Mike Smith. He didn't know about it like Joe Pa and Jim Jordan knew nothing. They were a part of the Sergeant Schultz Consortium. Ridiculous. And that's the thing. And I, I feel like sometimes we go too far with this. And and I'm I'm here for that, you guys. I'm here for that. Sometimes we go too far. This is not one of those times. No. The reports are that there were kids who were sexually harassed, that they were sexually abused as part of hazing. And again, if you're a football coach, at least where I'm from, if you're a football coach, your job is to protect the kids who come to play for you. Yes. You're supposed to be making men, not allowing them to get sexually abused. Thanks. And if you didn't know, and if, I, if I'm going too far with this, please feel free to, to chime in. If you did not know the hazing and sexual abuse was going on, I think you have to be fired. Because it's your job to know what goes on in every corner of your program. Yes. If you did know, you should be fired and prosecuted. Because it's a crime. So either way, did you know, didn't you know? And he got fired by a president who said, well, Pat told me he didn't know, and if he didn't know, I can't have him as my football coach. Yeah. So I feel like Northwestern 
sort of did the right thing. But now with these guys wearing these shirts, you got to fucking shut football off at Northwestern for a year. It is, and this is the other thing that I find so fascinating about this scandal at Northwestern. Yeah. They're like, oh, it wasn't systematic. No, there were just a couple of bad apples that spoiled the bunch. I like how that's the phraseology, too. But yet now all the bad apples apparently are still there because they're supporting Pat and they're saying that it's cats against the world. And they're all talking about how much they miss Pat Fitzgerald. So wait, the the either complicit or incompetent Pat Fitzgerald, because it's one or the other, maybe both, that guy, that's the one you miss that you're defending so much it's cats against the world with his number on your T-shirt. <coughs> Why are we playing football at Northwestern this year? I'm not saying this is Paterno and Penn State, and I'm not saying that's what this is. But you shouldn't be playing football this year because you have an institutional problem in your football program. You have an institutional problem. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it. Your coaching staff has absolutely condoned the actions of Pat Fitzgerald, who you fired because you said he he, he was not doing the job responsibly. So I, I don't see how we're playing football at Northwestern this year. And I'll remind you again, I don't hate Northwestern. I l quite literally grew up in the shadow of, at that point, what was called Dyke Stadium. Yeah. Two blocks away. Used to go on 4th of July and sit at Northwestern's football field and watch fireworks. In good old Evanston, Illinois. Yeah. They shouldn't be playing football at Northwestern. Yeah, and I, and I think that they're just unwilling to do that, and I think other programs haven't haven't been willing to do it. I mean, we, we didn't see... You know, you look at all these different scandals, never saw Ohio State take a year off, uh, don't remember Penn State taking a year off. Like, you don't see programs take years off. You don't. And I understand that that's a huge money loss for them and TV partners and the conference, and there's all kinds of logistics. I totally get it. I just think at a minimum, like, th this is just totally unacceptable. And, and I do think that it that it that it makes it worse. I mean, it, it does it, make it, it worse. It's like, you know, it's... Uh, you know, it's like you've done something wrong, you get held accountable for it, and then you do that same thing again or something small just to kind of stoke the fire. Like, that's essentially what this is. And and look, I, I know Pat Fitzgerald, up until this scandal, was a living legend at that university. I mean, ha had been there forever. But scandals like this are what remove that positivity. They are what end... You know, they remove the label legend and and what put a put a put a label of villain on there because again, how many kids went it, through the it, program? It's a scarlet letter, man. This yeah, hazing dude. scandal at Northwestern. And I would remind you, I don't want to talk about it, the details of it on the show. We've done that. I don't want to go through that. Go read about it. Heinous abuse yes. happened at camps up in Wisconsin, in the locker rooms. Like this is not just some kid getting drunk and doing a beer bong yeah this is like legit physical sexual abuse yeah and we're making this guy out to be a hero pat fitzgerald is not a hero he's not a hero i don't care if he's a football coach and we tend to do this thing in sports where he's really good at sporting so he's a hero yeah oh but he allowed hazing and sexual abuse he's a hero they won games He's a hero. He's not a hero. He's not. Pat Fitzgerald is a irresponsible, at best, he's an irresponsible 
lacking in ethics and professionalism football coach who got fired by Northwestern. Sorry, that's, folks, that's what it is. That's the mild, at best, version of who Pat Fitzgerald is. Yes. To be the niceties of it. Yes. That's yes. what we're talking about. And, again, I point to guys like Urban Meyer who should never coach any young people again ever. Not Pop Warner, not college, nothing. The way he handled domestic abuse at Ohio State should have ended his career. But that's Urban Meyer, national championship Urban Meyer. Yeah. Why is Pat Fitzgerald getting a free pass at Northwestern? Yeah, it's not like they've done a whole lot of winning. It, it, it really bothers me. It really, really bothers me. Well, and it seems like once every five to seven years we get one of these in college football, specifically. You know, basketball is a little different, right? Basketball, well, you know, basketball is just paying players, you know, dirty money, that type of thing. This is you know, sexual assault, like terribleness. And, 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 and I just don't mm. understand why we, why universities put up with it. Cause you just don't need to like, I, okay. I understand if, if the university wants to say, Hey, we can't take a year off because of X, Y, and Z reasons with the conference and schedule. Okay, fine. Whatever. But at least eradicate the program. But the issue is it's and what nobody wants to talk about. And I totally understand this because we don't like victimizing victims and, the players in this thing are not innocent. Yeah. So it's not that you're punishing Pat Fitzgerald by canceling the season. Note what I've said. It's pervasive throughout the program. Mm -hmm. The coach, the coaches, the administrators, the staff, the players. Because did Pat Fitzgerald line up and, and do the things that are alleged in these lawsuits? No, he didn't. The players did that. It's pervasive throughout the program. Yeah. You shouldn't be playing football. This is why it's completely different than Penn State. There were victims and there were aggressors and criminals at Penn State. The problem is the victims were victimized by their peers at Northwestern. Their, play, their, their fellow players. Yeah. Like this is, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to keep driving down the negative road, and I'm really not trying to. But this story really bothered me today. Yeah, it should. It really bothered me. RJC, uh, Ohio State AD retires a month after SCOTUS rules wrestler lawsuit is allowed to continue. Come on, Monty, don't be a concern troll. I, what do you mean a concern troll? Yeah, can you define that? What does that mean? I'm not getting into that. The problem is. The Ohio State wrestling situation requires a political conversation in our country. We're not prepared to have that. We're not prepared to have those conversations. We can't have open, honest discussions about it, so we don't. That's why we do not talk politics on this show. We don't do it. Uh, too Much Gravy says Baylor is not uh, a so godly school. Well, geez. Another good example. Very good example. Moth Prof. What's up, Moth Prof? Uh, Northwestern should hire the ASUAD and then go to Morgantown and get run. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, Mike Smith, hope Jim Jordan gets in trouble. Nothing to do with his politics. He left those kids out to dry and called them crying not to tell on him. Yeah, that situation is brutal. Brutal. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, park that truck, Monty. You know. Beecham. Gaming and reacts. Uh, how about stop making comparisons? These aren't mutually exclusive. They're not at all. 
but we tend to in sports whitewash bad actors yeah. by comparing them to others. We do this in sports all the time. The if and then, well, but he's a he's a great golfer, so he's a great coach. He's a great he's a great so we can't or we won't or he gets a because he was a great something. Yeah. And we tend to compare Northwestern to Penn State, which I think is an island on its own. Yeah. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins, sup, fellow truck stop casuals. Somebody explain the truck stop conference thing yeah, to you let me, today. And I want to make sure I get this right. Let me let me let me pull out the old Instagram here. I got a DM today. This is fast from somebody. Let's see. Okay, so here's here's a message. My friend in Texas told me that the truck stop conference is an insult to the Big Twelve. In many cities, and even counties, the best restaurant is in fact the truck stop. Quote, take the wife out for the anniversary and you go to the truck stop. That's why, I apparently, that's why that's an insult to the Big 12. Apparently. Yeah. Phenomenal Hebrew. Okay, Monty, you can keep Penn State out of your mouth now. Never. 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 It's never going to happen. And... Penn State was penalized and the program was cleaned of evil people in that case. No, it was not. No, it was not. Do you know how how passionate? So Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky, the mm. night that Jerry Sandusky was convicted, I was on the air in Seattle at Cairo Radio. And what was the main question? Well, how can we save the statues? And should we take the statues? Really? Should you save Joe Pa's statues? And he is such a legend. He's won so many games. Penn State should not have a football program ever again. Because they put football before those young men. And the evidence is clear that they knew what was happening. Yeah. And turned a blind eye to it. And again, the word's evidence, not speculation. There's not a chance in the world Penn State gets a free pass ever, at least not on this show. Now, do we talk about them? Sure we do. But we don't forget that they those are a bunch of degenerates. Thanks. That Penn State, as a community, covered that up to protect Joe Paterno. The statue and the glasses and... The cuff pants and Joe Pa, who covered up ritual sexual abuse of kids. It, they're never getting a free pass. Yeah. There's no such thing as get Penn State out of your mouth. That's not going to happen. Sorry, man. It's not it, not going to happen. Gary Wolf for $5. Scary thing is Northwestern just happened to get caught. Who knows how much of the same thing goes on at other universities that never get exposed. That continues to go on. Yes. And I love football, you guys. I, I do. But the truth needs to be said that there's a lot of evil that happens around football. It is a violent, damaging sport. Yeah. And there's a lot of badness that happens around football. And you need vigilant accountability on every level of every team. Again, the earliest levels of Pop Warner, flag, football, all the way up to the NFL. Yeah. 
you have to have absolutely independent oversight of all of those teams. Because football, by its nature of violence, and if you look at football, what do we do when there is horrific violence in football? We cheer. Yeah, you're not wrong. We cheer the most horrific violence in football, which all it does is encourage more horrific violence. Well, I think there's this whole, there's this sort of mind game that goes on between football players, especially the best football players and their coaches. And it's like this whole thing where it's like they, they need to make sure that they live up to it for their coach. And I feel like that extends into other areas, which fosters an yeah. environment of, of, hey, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure I'm starting on that depth chart. But, and, and I want to get, I want to get this straight with you guys. I love football. Yeah. I am as guilty as anybody. I love football. But when it, when it happens, I am never giving dudes a free pass. I, I just don't believe in it. I think when you have a situation like you have at Northwestern, how much of it don't we know about? A lot. How much of it is under the rug? A lot. I mean, a whole lot. And it happens across the country. I guarantee you there are Urban Meyer stories that will be told. He had a roster that included murderers, dude. Do you understand who the Pounceys are? The Aaron Hernandez and his brother are? Everybody just remembers, praise Jesus, Tim Tebow. Remember, Urban Meyer's legacy is that of violent crime by his players and staff. It's it's not it's not grabbing women and groping them in his sports bar. It's violent conduct by his players and staff repeatedly at every stop. Yeah. You got to call that out. I love the game of football. I'm a massive football fan in both physical stature and spirit. That was a fat joke. Anyway, the point is I love football. Yeah. But we cannot sports wash this stuff. <laughs> We cannot sports wash domestic violence. We cannot sports wash hazing and sexual abuse and domestic violence in coaching staffs. Well, and I think a lot of fans want to do what that Jeez. commenter before did, which but was... Look, wait, wait, not to interrupt you. Fucking Michigan State. Look at Michigan State. Like, it, that university has gotten largely a free pass. Yeah. I, I, anyway... I, I can't I I understand we love our brands. We love our brands. Yeah. But we cannot give them a free pass. If you are a Penn State fan and you support that, you support the institution and the way they handle it, I'm telling you. I think Gary, you're exactly right. I just think a lot of fans, what they want to do is they want to say, hey, we closed we closed the chapter on that time. Like, you know, that comment we got earlier where it was like, hey, you know, they cleared the program of all the evil people. And it's like, okay, I don't, uh, we can't, you know. Big Jack 512. How many super speeders? They coined a new phrase. Yeah, I love this. Super speeders. Did you guys see the lawsuit the other day? The update on the lawsuit? They fired the gal that fired, that sued them at, at Georgia football. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, they also have another super speeder. 
And it turns out all of these vehicles, these SRT Jeep Trackhawks that were involved in the death of football staffers and all these super speeders. Yeah, those are leased vehicles from a partner (coughs) dealership. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But is Kirby Smart going to pay any price for this? Nope. Are any Georgia fans going to be like, yeah, I can't buy tickets until we get rid of the super speeder problem? No. No, they're not. Our defense is so damn good, Ugga. They uh, all anybody cares about is winning. Big Jack, you're exactly right. Especially in the SEC, people are dead at Florida because there's no accountability, or dead at Georgia because there's no accountability there. Yeah. And nobody will say anything about it. it and it's we're going to continue to put those very same guys who are super speeders in the NFL. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Beecham says this is most major universities though. When you put a sport before people and character, that's what happens. Yes. Couldn't. couldn't and I think it gets exacerbated when it's like, oh, Joe Pa, living legend, Urban, living legend, Pat Fitzgerald, living legend. Like, and these guys think they can just do whatever the hell they want to do. And DCB, you're right. What do we not know that happened at Baylor? Yeah, Baylor was one of the worst ones out there that I feel like has been forgotten. But he's right. Under seal. So we never got details. You know, Tim Walker, I quit football and weightlifting. My arms got so big I couldn't find T-shirts that fit. Okay. Stud. You're a stud. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I just, yeah. I, and I don't mean to belabor the point. And you guys are probably tired of hearing about it. Here on the Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Uh, the best injury attorneys in the business. I say it every single day on the program, guys. You never pay the advocates a single cent out of your pocket. You don't pay unless and until they win your case. And they prove that every day by, one, investing in their communities, whether it is helping homeless kids get back to school with the the gear that they need to succeed and break that cycle of homelessness, whether it is the fact that they're absolutely committed to motorcycle safety this summer. Um, you know, they, they put their money where their mouth is. And you can chat with an attorney live online for free, 24-7, 365, because you don't have retainers or consultation fees at the advocates like workman's comp is a really complex field to, to work through. If you don't know what you're doing, you as an employee that get hurt, if you get hurt at work, you need an independent attorney to represent you. And by the way, I know your boss and your, your president and their insurance and their attorneys say, we're going to take care of you. Okay. That's great. But why not talk to somebody for free with no obligation who can tell you, yeah, here's how this is going to play out. And listen, if you're getting great advice and your boss is taking care of you, great. The advocates will tell you that. But what are the chances that's the case? Because overwhelmingly insurance companies and law uh, and, and, and their lawyers that represent those insurance companies are not working for you. Whether you've been in an auto wreck or you got hurt at work, those insurance companies are working against you. Even though you pay them. You got to go to the advocates, theadvocates.com. The biggest stories in sports today. I think this situation at uh, SMU is a big one. Um, I think when you look at this story today, we spoke to an SMU donor today who says SMU has a group of donors that is willing to give SMU $200 million over a five-year period. Once SMU gains access to the ACC, if they are invited and they become a member, they would take zero distribution money from the media rights deal in the ACC, 
because these donors would pay them $200 million over five years to help SMU get into the ACC. And we've been sitting here today trying to figure out what is the return for the donors? You're giving, you're giving SMU $200 million. Yeah. What are you getting in return for that? That's always the question because nobody gives away $200 million with no expectations of something in return. So that's really interesting. The other story from Brett McMurphy at the Action Network, Notre Dame is apparently trying to flex on the ACC and get them to add Stanford and Cal to the conference in what I would believe it'd be with SMU. Notre Dame apparently carries significant weight, but Jake, have they earned that in the ACC? Yeah, I mean, I think they've earned that in the ACC. I think that Notre Dame is is obviously a massive brand, and, and I think that it, it speaks to negotiating tactics and the ability to put a good deal together. Because again, if I look around the ACC, FSU has been the one that's been, you know, complaining and, you know, barking, if you will, and trying to find their way out of this conference. And here's Notre Dame over here sitting here with the ability to leave the conference and retain their, their grant of rights ability. Uh, and all they got to do is pay $100 million. So... To me, I look at Notre Dame and I say, hey, whether you like Notre Dame or not, whether you're a Notre Dame fan or not, Notre Dame did a better deal with the ACC than the rest of the conference, the rest of the member institutions in the conference. So for me, yeah, I think Notre Dame has earned that right. And and I think if you're Notre Dame, uh, as I always like to jokingly say, you're in a control position. You're in a position to say, okay, hey, ACC, we want you to do this or we want you to do that or else. Hey, we want you or to else. add. We want you to add. You know, Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State, or else, let's say, we want you to do this or that. And Notre Dame has earned that right. And and I don't necessarily love that that's a position the ACC's in, but the reality is, you know, there are probably one to two teams in every conference that control the fate of the conference. Who controls the fate of the conference in the SEC? Alabama and Georgia do, right? Who controls it in the Big Ten? Ohio State and Michigan, right? Who yeah. controlled it in the Pac-12? Well, that's kind of up for debate. I would tell you it was Oregon and SC. Washington's a close third. But the point is, is that is that with conference realignment being here, it's no longer, oh, yeah, sure, Greg Sankey, or sure, Tony, or sure, Brett, we'll do the right thing. No, no, no. The schools are saying, hey, we're doing what's best for us. Have you served us? Has the ACC served us at Notre Dame? And could we go out and get a better deal in the Big Ten? That's the difference now in the culture. And that's why I think you see see things like SMU. We got to get to a P5 or we're just not going to survive. There's no point in us doing athletics if we're not going to be in a P5 that's right. and not going to find our way to distribution. There's just no point to it. So I admire what SMU is trying to do, but ultimately... And potentially, unfortunately for them, I don't know that Notre Dame would love SMU jumping into the ACC for all their sports. Yeah, I don't know. And then, by the way, the Mountain West issued a statement today um, under the, and I guess what we should call this is things the Pac-12 should have done. Because I think this statement that Gloria Navarez and her group issued today mm -hmm. is nothing short of spectacular. I mean, you can go through and you can read this. And you can see very clearly the board of directors, Chair President Garnett Stokes of the uh, University of New Mexico and Commissioner Navarez will be the voice of the conference 
and will lead the ongoing exploration of possibilities before presenting any to the board. We are strong in who we are and proud of the exceptional experience we provide the student-athletes of the Mountain West Conference. So bloody clean, methodical, and thorough. I mean, I, I don't know that you could have worded this any better. I don't know that you would want to change a single letter of this statement. Mm-hmm. I think it is that well done. I think when you look at the situation and you begin to understand, you know, what the Mountain West is trying to do, this is pretty well done. They're trying to send the message that we are not afraid. We are together as a conference. And we are going to expand. I think that's the message that you're getting here. Yes. And I think that's loud and clear. Well, and I think it's very much what Greg Sankey did to Florida State yesterday on the Feinbaum show, right? You you basically said what you needed to say without saying it, right? You know, Sankey said, hey, we don't feel the need, A, to be in four time zones as far as expansion is concerned, but then, B, we don't see any targets in expansion right now. So just the same way Sankey sent a message to Florida State, I do think that Gloria Navarez and Garnett Stokes sent a message there that said, hey, dude, we are going to expand. And we are not presenting anything to the board until uh, Gloria and Garnett have come together on it, and they both feel it is it uh. is a proper option. What? The banyan tree in Maui burned. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's heartbreaking. Sorry to be distracted. Um, apparently, Stuart Mandel tweeted this. Ah, fuck. All of Front Street is gone. Yeah, dude. The entire so if if you're man, that hurts my heart. I, so you guys may know this or not. Not to completely derail the conversation, which is exactly what I'm about to do. Maui is going all of Hawaii. The main islands all have wildfires. Big Island, Oahu, Maui, because there's a hurricane. The reason these fires have gotten so bad is there's a hurricane and the hurricane winds are not allowing helicopters to fly to fight the fires. So the fires have come down the hills and they have burned Lahaina town where we have spent significant hours of our lives. Yes. Created really special moments. Mrs. Monty and I spent a really wonderful Halloween several years ago on Lahaina, on Front Street in Lahaina Town. And in Lahaina, there's this big, beautiful banyan tree. And it burned. And the entire Front Street is gone. Uh, uh, this according to Colin McCarthy from U.S. Stormwatch. Yeah, it's tragic. And it is, I mean, it is, it, it is, you can't even recognize it. All the way to the water, and they were talking about people drowning and, and dying of smoke inhalation underwater because they were forced to jump into the sea. Lahaina Town's right on the ocean. Yeah. Really tragic. So I apologize to be a downer. Um, man. Yeah. Yeah, Aztec, great town. Maui Classic is the best. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and the issue really is, is that these fires, they would have been able to, they believe, 
they would have been able to put these fires out if this hurricane, because there's a hurricane passing to the south of Hawaii. And the winds are just too, too significant to fly helicopters to fight the fires. So that's why everything burned on Maui. And it's, it just sucks, dude. It really sucks. And if that hurricane's not there, but if Ann's candy butt's not there, there's you know, a like, reason it's there's there. There's a reason man. it happened. Yep. I, I just, it's terrible. Uh, I mean, yeah, OG Gary, people jumping into the ocean to avoid the fire is heartbreaking. Joe says hurricanes don't start. Dude, nobody said the hurricane started the fire. Nobody said that. What I said was the winds from the hurricane prevented the firefighting helicopters from getting off the ground. The hurricane is why Lahaina Town burned to the ground, dude. Yes. Yeah. Kim says that tree is center of town. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. right. And it's. A banyan tree essentially is a huge canopy tree, and it's massive. Like, it's, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's just so frustrating, so frustrating that that happened. So there you go. Um, real quick, I want to talk about travel. Mm-hmm. So do you guys, if you guys could afford to fly, if you could afford to fly private, would you? Because there's a company, what's it called? SetJet? Mm-hmm. Yep. SetJet is this new private jet company. Now, granted, they have limited routes along the west coast of the United States right now. Right. You pay them $100 a month, $99 for a membership, and then you pay them airfare to fly on private jets that's wildly affordable. It's about $750 to fly from... Orange County to Salt Lake City is one of their big routes. Yeah. So you can fly in a private jet from Salt Lake to Orange County for 750 bucks a seat. I would absolutely do that. Mm -hmm. By the way, your pet flies for free. You get two carry you get two bags and a carry-on for free. For 750 bucks from Salt Lake City to Orange County. I'm there, dude. Salt Lake City to uh Las Vegas is 300 bucks. I'm there, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm and there. I think, you know, one of the one of the best points about this that they make is that, you know, nobody looks forward to the commercial airline experience. Like first class is nice, but it doesn't change the fact you gotta be there two hours early and you no. gotta like do all this extra stuff. And so what what they're saying is they wanna bring luxury travel to everyday Utahns. That's what they've said, because they're gonna be based out of Salt Lake. And and they basically said it just becomes a real hassle. So they're trying to give you they're trying to give you a great experience. And and they this company, SetJet, has been dubbed the Uber of the skies. And I think it's brilliant. I I think the airline industry is is just begging for a private jet company to come in and appeal to the masses. And I think that's what this is. Now, obviously, it's not a hundred dollar round trip ticket on Southwest. Right, that's not what this is. But I do think when when you're talking about bringing your dog and bringing your kids and like and all this stuff, it's a much better experience. It I mean, really is. I mean, you're talking about bringing bringing the car to a hangar, parking your car there, and going to your destination. I mean, that's what you don't have to go through security. You don't have to play the overhead bin game. You don't have to check your bag. It like, dude, it, it's right here, right now. Let's go. Yeah. And I, I think, love it. I think the 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 uh uh the seven hundred and fifty dollar 
one-way fee is brilliant because they make a good point. Think about it. Like on the face, 750 feels like a bit of a sticker shock, but if you think about it, a first-class experience on Delta can range anywhere between $400 to $2,000, depending on the day, the time, and the destination. But is this because airlines are terrible? Because I'm telling you, and I'm somebody that travels pretty regularly. I fly a lot, I would say. It, the airlines are terrible. They, they are The only airline I trust is Delta. And... I even had a problem where I couldn't get my frequent flyer number on my ticket. And so I couldn't get my TSA clear pass. I had to like battle a guy over it. And Delta always gives me great service. And once he figured it out, I had great service. But I just don't trust the airlines anymore. So somebody like Setchet, I think this was inevitable. Inevitable. Yes. I think private private planes are where the future of travel is at. It's just a matter of making it affordable. And if I can fly to to OC for 750 bucks, I'm doing it. Yeah. And if I can bring my dog for free and I don't have to put it in a kennel, I'm doing it. Bring your golf clubs. I'm doing it. I, like, I'm doing it. I, absolutely, I'm doing it. And if it costs me three grand to fly round trip, I'd rather do it on private than I would on commercial. If three grand on private feels more worth it, yeah. right? Like it feels like, oh yeah, dude. Like, like yeah, I am flying private, but but it's worth the money. I get yeah. a much better experience. Yep, yep, yep. Kim Coulter says Conopoly's right up the road. That's where we usually stay. Uh, is Conopoly. Uh Too much gravy says I don't want a reptilian next to me. But it's a private jet experience. You're not getting, you're not getting like snakes on planes. Uh, let's see. Conference Commissioner Gumby says I prefer United, uh, especially a Karen. Too much gravy says. Okay. OG Gary says I pr I primarily fly business first, and it's a huge difference. And it it is, and it's worth the money. But think about this, Gary. If you're someone who flies first all the time. Think about just removing, let's just remove the security hassle. Let's remove the hassle of driving through all the traffic at an airport. Yep. Let's remove the hassle of the boarding process. Yep. Let's remove the pro, uh, the hassle of sitting on the tarmac for two hours. Like, we're removing all of that. And we're just saying, and, and another point they made was, you can book four months in advance or two hours in advance. We have it ready. So, yeah. so to me, it's like 99 bucks a month. And then seven fifty a seat. That's pretty so you're, good. So you're telling me I could book a trip to Scottsdale to play a, a weekend of golf in like an hour. Yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah, like the show gets over at 6 and we want to leave at 8. We could do that. I'm all about that. Yeah. And the best part is I don't have to go through the airport so the, I can come home on Sunday and not have to go through that arduous process of getting my bags and Dude, I'm all about I it. I just think it makes a lot of sense. Dude. I'm a, and Elaine Tran, yes, I hate flying domestic. I'm with you, dude. I am absolutely with you. Giggity, join the Mile High Club on this private jet? Potentially. 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 Elaine says, I love flying international. There's nothing better than international travel. Nothing. Not a thing. Cougar tracks. One time I'd like to fly first class. You should do it. You should – I mean, why, why wouldn't you fly first class? Yeah, you should, dude. Oh. What, but the problem is once you do it, it, it ruins the – It the, ruins you forever. Oh, man. You'll, you'll, you'll never fly coach again. Never. Uh, shout out to uh, Aztec War Cry 61. Yeah, join the members only. Let's go, baby. Set.
Make sure you DM Jake, SLC Jake. Uh, War Cry, because that'll put you into our uh, Instagram members-only chat group, which is phenomenal. Make sure you hook it up. Uh, John Evans gives us $5 to say SMU is going to pull the biggest caper in college football. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Our web, can Notre Dame get 11 votes for expansion? 75% of 15. Expansion of what? Yeah, what expansion do you mean? Hayden Maxwell for $5. I became a TCU fan as a kid because of GP putting stuff like this at the top of his list is how he mentored and constantly kept his players accountable. Man, he had a huge impact on that program. Huge impact on that program. Program. Uh, Let's see. Elaine Tran, 15K a ticket, first class international. Can't afford it. Jimmy Otson, Jake flies back to front. Dude. Most virgins do. Han. Han. Han? Han Stoli. Uh, Go to Salt Lake City when we landed. uh, Southwest lost our bags. It's so frustrating. I will never fly Southwest Airlines again. I will never do it, ever, ever. Uh, Cougar Tracks, sounds like a nice giveaway for the Monty Shogram. Yes, indeed. Yes. Conference Commissioner Gumby, taking off your shoes, you can if you want. You absolutely can. Matt Ritson, Southwest First Class gets salt, peanuts, and pretzels. Neat. I. (laughs) And I know I'm the only one. I get it. The stupid boarding procedure at Southwest, you can do better than that. The uncomfortable seats, you can do better than that. Because it's garbage. I'm t- I, the terrible decision not to use AWS for your cloud so that your entire ticketing system crashed at Christmas, you can do better than that. What's the boarding process? Oh, by the way, now they have AWS. Yeah. The boarding process is they board you by, like, numbers. Oh. And... It makes me, I, no, I, I, I hate everything about it. I want status. I am a, I am a Delta member and I have status and I want my status. Conference commissioner Gumby rips Southwest peanuts. Do they not serve peanuts anymore? Uh, It's fair. It's, is it inappropriate taking off your shoes on a four hour flight? If your feet smell, it is. Yeah. You know. DCB, whoa, DCB says uh, no bags on Southwest is my hack. Okay. Okay. I try not to check a bag. I really do try not to check a bag. Too much gravy says let's eat Northwest pistachios. Northwest Airlines. (laughs) Uh, Troy Hester, try flying Frontier. Why would you say that on this show? Frontier, no. Hell no. It's right in par with Greyhound. Dude, I would never, you know, I, never, <laughs> never would I do that. Uh, I don't like Southwest boarding process either. Good man. OG Gary, security isn't a big deal. I'm through TSA all and all that through clear. It's like two minutes, but this new service is a game changer. I agree. I have TSA clear as well, and it is a game changer. Absolutely. Gary Wolf, Southwest Airlines, fart smell seats. Oh, Bro. Bro, dude, why would you say that? Why? You feel better now? Uh, <laughs> that's why you said it. Uh, platy card perks. Amen to that. Amen to that, dude. Everybody ain't able, but I am. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, no bags, eh? I try, but I got shoes, dude. Mm-hmm. I got shoes. Brickbat. 
Love Southwest, really. Uh, they don't promise you anything. They will get you from point A to point B for the cheapest price. Someone goes rogue on the flight. Fellow passenger might beat them to death. Love it. The problem is you can't trust them because their computer system is, you guys understand because their computer system has never been upgraded at Southwest. Never. And they refuse to use AWS for their cloud. And then their cloud system crashed and screwed everybody at the holidays. Never. So you have to go through the problem. Now they use AWS. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Matt Ritson, how about the free Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi all flights? Delta Airlines. Thank you very much. Um, LB Seminole. Took us this long to get fart sounds. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Mike Smith. Remember back years ago when you could you got snacks and decent meals, even in coach? Yeah. No, that's Mike. That never happened in our lifetime, did it? That was like Pan Am. That was in the 20s. <laughs> so fr- The airline industry sucks. Come on. Aaron Wilson, Southwest is okay. Southwest is Greyhound. They used to be good, Mike Rayner says. They did <laughs> used to be good. <laughs> Absolutely. AJM, Delta rules. Love the plat perks. Delta's amazing. I love Delta. Uh, Aaron, Matt Hart. Who's going to the, uh, didn't he win the BYU tickets? He did. He Matt, did. Congratulations. I would love personal flights. I try to avoid Southwest. Delta is always preferred. It is. Yes. By the way, I want to remind you guys, we are still. Still. And a bunch of people have qualified today. So the number went up significantly. But you're still probably under 50 people. Yeah. For Texas at Baylor, we are giving those tickets away. That game September 23rd in Waco. Waco. McLean Stadium. David Koresh. Presented by our good friends at Dry Day Trading. <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> SLC Jake on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, tr- presented by TryDayTrading.com. You want to win those tickets? It's a pair of tickets. You do not get airfare or room and board. But we'll give you a pair of tickets for 10 bucks. All you have to do is go to TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com because Triday Trading is going to teach you how to be the elite of day traders, the absolute elite of day traders. They, you go through their school, you graduate, they fund an account for you. So when you're ready to start trading, you trade with TridayTrading.com's money, not your own money. And when you make money, they give you 80% of the profits at TridayTrading.com. 30-day free trial membership, $10 charitable donation, enters you to win the tickets. All you have to do is take a screenshot, tag us on social media, Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, SLC Jake on Twitter and Instagram, The Monty Show, SLC Jake. Sign up for the trial membership, tag us, you're entered to win the tickets. 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern on Friday, we'll announce the winner. Um, all right, a couple more things that I want to get to before the show ends. I know we're coming down to it. ESPN. ESPN. Let me ask you guys about this. ESPN versus Barstool. Jake, are you a Barstool fan? No. Nope. So, Dave Portnoy sold Barstool to Penn Entertainment, mm-hmm. who leveraged the users of Barstool to create a sports book. Barstool bets, all kinds of different gambling stuff. Well, yesterday, a shock announcement. Penn Entertainment sold Barstool, Lock, Stock, and Barrel back to Dave Portnoy. 
for $0. There were some stipulations, including the fact that Dave can't partner with any other gambling people, um, et cetera, et cetera. But Dave gets 100% of Barstool back for $0 and 0 cents. He owns it outright. And then another shocking announcement that ESPN and Penn Entertainment had partnered on branded ESPN sportsbooks and that ESPN talent would be used to promote the sportsbooks. And what's the first question you ask, Jake? Well, how can how can you have honest betting lines when you're ESPN and you have all the information? I think this is a really good question. Like, remember Shams, right? Shams got some heat because of, you know, he tweeted this or he tweeted that at a certain time. And then everyone freaked out because that allegedly moved some lines and people lost Not money. Not allegedly. And people freaked out. Not allegedly. It absolutely moved lines. And people lost money on it. I agree with you. ESPN is in this odd spot now where Adam Schefter or Woj Bomb. What if they break news? Or what if they say, well, sources tell me Anthony Davis is not <laughs> going to play tonight. And then all of a sudden the lines move and Anthony Davis winds up playing. Or, hey, the Jets are going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and they don't wind up trading for Aaron Rodgers. What if, what if their insiders at ESPN give out information that they shouldn't give out to impact lines to make Penn Entertainment more money in the sports books? Mm-hmm. Is that a is that a viable situation? I think it is. Yeah. How can you have ESPN, the pre preeminent, dominant sports and entertainment company in this country, with a vast footprint now in gambling? Man, that seems like trouble just waiting to happen. And even just basic daily, hey. Anthony Davis is going to have plus or minus 10 points tonight. Even just basic stuff like that. What if you have, because you already know on ESPN, and I think this is the most likely scenario. On ESPN, you have NBA today. Which, by the way, ESPN took Mike Greenberg, Greeny, off of their NBA coverage. How is that possible? But anyway, you have NBA today doing gambling segments, over-under, daily fantasy. You're impacting the way people play. And you can't <laughs> tell me they're not going to have a, a ESPN sportsbook app. Yes. Hey, download the Penn Entertainment sportsbook app. The ESPN uh, daily fantasy called, app. I believe it's called ESPN Bet. That's yeah. going to be the name of the app. Download ESPN Bet. Yeah. As we tell you who to pick in daily fantasy. Yeah. That's not a conflict of interest. Boy, it feels like that's a conflict of interest. Yeah. And now it's a little different because ESPN's already got, like, I think Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah. I believe that's what it is. But now you're going to be ESPN bets. I don't know. This feels like there is a lot of, there is a lot of, I don't know, conflict of interest might be strong, but. Yeah, Caesar man. Sportsbook is their official. Yeah. It feels like this is just waiting for an issue. Oh, and I think, you know, like when I'm looking at a football schedule, right? Like not only do now I'm going to have lines from ESPN bet. Yes, you are. I'm going to have ESPN's matchup predictor telling me who they think is going to win the game. 
So ESPN is going to tell me who they think is going to win the game against their own line that they are setting through Penn. Uh, and then they're going to have a bunch of analysts telling me a bunch of different stuff that's going to make me change my mind yes. against the predictor against the line. Yes. That's the issue here. I don't know, man. This is the, I think this is going to be this is going to be a real this going to be a this going to be dicey. Yeah. I think they're going to have to be very careful. Very very careful. And you know what? I think I think Maury Alvarez, I think this is a really good point. The very <laughs> definition of insider trading. And isn't this what we bitch about with stock trades in Congress? Yeah. Where all these dudes on these commissions and on these committees and these, you know, Congress people, senators and Congress people who get inside information on tech industry or drug industries, all of a sudden they bought a bunch of stock or sold a bunch of stock and made a bunch of money. It would be like Bobby Robbins betting on on Arizona to the Big 12 by a certain date, even though Bobby Robbins is on the board who has all the information before the public has it. Or... Bobby Robbins got a call before Oregon went to the Big Ten. They said, hey, Bobby, we want to let you know we're going to the Big Ten. They called him on a courtesy, right? And they did. That happened. That would be like him turning around and calling a bookie he owns or knows or making a bet on Oregon going to the Big Ten because he knows it's going to happen now. Yeah. That's what this feels like. Yep. That's what this feels like. Yep. And I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be really interesting – to see. Boss Frog says it's plausible, but the regulation in Nevada are going to be watching this business venture like a hawk. Have to be, right? Have to be. Have to be. No way not to. Uh, OG Gary, if Nancy Pelosi can do it, well. Uh, J-Rod, this is why I don't gamble on sports. But, the, you know, I love daily fantasy, though. Mm-hmm. I love daily fantasy. I'm, I'm like, I'm pa- baseball. The, 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 we're going to roll out a thing here pretty quick. That's going to be amazing for football. That everybody, I'm telling you guys. Yes, this thing where this it's going to be great. I love daily fantasy. I, I'm I, I. It's so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. Too much gravy. I'd ha, I'd have a better chance of winning the lottery than a than sports betting. It's true. Matt Hart sounds like a major conflict of interest to me, but more money for ESPN. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, because it's like a billion and a half dollars. That this deal's worth to them. Uh, Mike Smith, go for the uh, multi-game ticket <coughs> for that big payoff. Bookies love you for it. And win the Mega Millions. <laughs> One single ticket yeah. in Florida won the Mega Millions. Yeah, dude. I won $4, but I didn't win the Mega Millions. Mm. Didn't. Mm. Um, let's see. Will the NFL suspend ESPN? No way. No way. Mike Maples? Mapes! My dude, where you been? Uh, this sounds like a DraftKings FanDuel scandal all over again. Yeah, dude, man. I'm telling you, they're asking for trouble, bro. Yeah. Um, Pete Rose can't wait for all this to go down. Truth. Truth. OG Gary, I wish sports gambling was legal in Utah. Me too. Uh, hella scandalous, Gumby says. Yeah. Uh, Roger Abbott says, uh, Nancy Pelosi is older than the Pac-12. Are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, Dabo's 805 winning percentage has breaking news. San Diego State is up their offer to the ACC. 500 fish tacos. 
<laughs> 10 boxes of avocados and $223 in food stamps. Rick G, really enjoy the th- show. Thanks for all you guys do. Thanks, Rick, for the $2. I appreciate, I appreciate it, man. You. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You guys, we're so close to 23,000 subscribers. Yeah, get it done. We're really trying to get to 25 by the time football season kicks off. We are 138 subscribers away from 23,000. Yes. We're at 22,862. If you are not subscribed to this YouTube channel, please consider hitting the subscribe button. Um, It really helps the channel grow. Uh, If you have not hit the like button yet, we've had 13,000 views and we're only at 486 likes. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe to the channel. It makes a huge difference for us. Um, We really appreciate that. We're trying to get to 23 because you can't get to 25 without getting to 23. So you know. Do it. Uh, Boss. Whoa. Comment dump. Uh, Boss Frog says, Mike Smith, you mean parlay? He says, yes, parlay. Are you more of a – would you be more willing to sports bet or play cards? Uh, sports you, bet. I, I would agree, one. But, two, I love playing blackjack. Yeah, I hate giving my money away. It's one of, it's one of my <laughs> biggest pet peeves. Jake, hey, when we go to Vegas, he won't do it. No. I'll drop like a hundo on, on blackjack just I'll for fun. I'll give my money away having a couple of drinks and a nice dinner. Hey, man, uh, there's nothing like a steak dinner. There's nothing like going to Mastro's Ocean Club at City Center in Vegas. Yeah. Sitting in the treehouse, having Sam, our, our, our lovely, lovely professional at Mastro's in Vegas. Samantha's amazing. And just sitting there for three hours, sipping on dream berries, eating a New York strip, mm-hmm. six shrimp. Some mashed potatoes, some some green beans. My wife probably wants beets, which are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Having some butter cake. And their butter cake is bomb. And then throwing it all up because you drank too much. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it, dude. I love, man, when we were in <laughs> Dallas, when Boss Frog gave us that recommendation. Yeah. For what was it? Bob's Steak and Bob's Chops. Bob's Steak and Chops. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah, the taters were bomb. Oh, my God, Boss Frog. That all was so hat, good. All hat, all potatoes. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. DCB says, of course, a Disney subsidiary is getting into gambling. When uh, when you bet upon a star. See what he did there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Al Pastor sounds good. Oh, I love Al Pastor. I'm fat. Uh, freaking love parlay bets. I know. <laughs> I, wait, you guys. I'm telling we you. We got something for We you. got something coming. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We coming. Uh, and it's Gucci. Uh, and donuts. What's the deal with NIL and the IRS? Don't know yet. But there is a big movement to try and audit football players who are by far making the most money. But anybody in NIL that's making NIL money, there is a push because of all the anti-regulations. There is a push to audit college athletes yeah which again pisses me off because i feel like we're we're punishing the, the wrong irs people. wants their tax yeah it's it's dumb um no fun living in utah i guess but at least there's money money super chicks and papa murphy's that's Dude, what i'm saying no li- i'm telling you guys we have the choice to live anywhere we want we can live anywhere we want mrs monty works remotely like 
there are a few places I would choose other than Utah because the golf is amazing. Mm-hmm. The snow is amazing, so the snowboarding's amazing. The food here is amazing. Like I was telling a friend of mine yesterday who's in town, you got to go to Red Iguana. Yep. Best Mexican food in the country. Yep. Bar none. Great Mexican food. Like you can get really good sushi. You can get Mexican, you can get burgers, anything you want. Yep. Right? Like I mean the sports here leave something to be desired. Great college football though. Uh Greg Hawkins, no gambling for me. Learned a hard lesson through uh Baccarat. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Mike Smith. Bad Jack, best odds of winning in casinos. Back, back, blackjack. Blackjack. I love blackjack, dude. Craps play uh, the probability. I've won money on that. Oops, blackjack, yes. Yes. Uh, Mike Maples, enjoy a good cheap monthly poker game with the buddies till 3 a.m. Absolutely. Uh, there's always that. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy, cards and craps greater than sports books. I don't know, man. Sitting in the sitting in the sports book during the NCAA tournament playing parlays, it's tough to beat that. My only complaint is smoking. My well, a lot complaint. of them are non-smoking now. Yeah, well. Maury Alvarez, our favorite Floridian. Maury, how's life? Are you the guy that won the Mega Millions, Maury? One single m- m- ticket. What would you do? Because the cash payout, I think, was $783 million. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like $400 million cash by the time it's over. Unless you take the annuity and I'm not. What would you do with $400 million? Well, go play some parlays, bro. Parlay? Dude, you would never hear from me again. I would become a real estate magnet. I would own rental properties all over the flipping country. Mm-hmm. And I would go plant a new banyan tree in Maui. And then I would be gone playing golf, dude. I'd travel the world and play golf. Yeah, dude. Take my lovely wife to Milan to go shopping. I'll just go F we myself. Would have, yeah, we would have raucous sex all over the, the, the Amalfi Coast. It would be amazing. The Amalfi Coast. Oh, my God. It, it know, would be, dude, it would be, we would have lasagna for dinner and each other for dessert. Like, it'd be the, Where's the Italian? It'd be the vacation of a lifetime. Like, I, I, my wife deserves the entire world. I'm, I, you know, it would be amazing. These civilized people, they eat they'll themselves. eat each other. Yeah, hell yeah, we will. Um, but I would own, I would own rental properties. I mean, you have to build, like, if you if you get that kind of gift in life, you got to build, you know, sustainable income streams. I would put, I would put a million dollars into investments, so I'd never have to work again. I would, I would build shelters so that I could live off of the the. The I'd build tax shelters. I'd build investment shelters so I could live off of those. Mm-hmm. I and I would buy. I would buy real estate. I would buy. I'd you know what? After what happened in Maui today, I'd I'd invest in the rebuild of Maui. I would own. I would own Hohole units, condos. Forget it, dude. Yeah, I would be all in on rental rental property. Man, I love it. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, I once went into a casino at sundown, left at sunrise, and walked out even just playing blackjack all night long. Those were the days. Gary Wolf, Jake saves his money for Samantha. Exactly. Because they're in love. Like, even though he found her on the pole, they had a deep (coughs) emotional connection (coughs) over his reflection in her crotch off of the brass pole. We used to use that for something. Anyway, my point is, my point is, guys, 
Jake's in love with candy. Anyway, okay. Hey, guys. Uh, Delaric, I can't play blackjack due to a habit of card counting by accident. Uh, I know. It's a terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible, you know. Card counting by accident. Yeah. Stop. Mike Smith, nothing better than a uh, Helmuth tantrum when he tilts in a big game. Dude, love it. <laughs> Boss Frog, so it's either more than uh, more 200 Super Chats or $2. I'm trying to read you guys this comment thing. <laughs> this comment thing. People a are pissed with you, dude. I don't get, like, listen. <laughs> I am an entrepreneur. My job is to grow the show. Yeah. If you're going to pay me to comment on the show, I'm going to read your comment first. If you're going to be a member on the show, I'm going to read your comment next. But I can't always get everybody's comment. Yeah, I think the other day, the other day we set a record for comments. I think we had 9,000 comments one day. Yeah. 9,000 comments. Well, you're supposed to read them all. Come on. And at last Friday, we had like hundreds and hundreds of super chats. Apologize to that Which, and I am really thankful that you guys would consider giving me $2 for a super chat. It, like, it's so flattering to us. But the show's growing in a clip now where it's really hard for us to keep up with all the comments. And I was talking to several people today who were like, well, why don't you just read members only comments? We do. We do. That's what we do. But we we yeah. have never had more members on the show than we have now. It's not easy, man. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it like it's I'm trying to brag. But yes, Greg Hawkins. Back when we had 30 viewers a show, it was a little easier to read all the comments. Yeah, dude. And I'm not going to lie. When I see Greg Hawkins or Mike Smith or... Boss Frog, or I'm reading your comments first. The guys that have supported the show and been here and contributed and built. And when we were, when we were, not that we're, our show sucks. I totally get that. I, this show sucks. <laughs> right? But fuck, dude, do you know how hard it's been to build this, this show? Do you know how many days we've grinded on this show? In God's name, image, and likeness. Like when we worked, you guys remember back in the day, you may probably not even know this. We worked at Yelp. We did this show, Morning Shows. All day worked at Yelp. We were two of the, the, the leading sales reps in the entire company. We worked 16-hour days to grow this show. And then one day we said, fuck it. We're taking a leap of faith. Excuse my friend. Stay hard. But do you know how hard it is to to build this show? Yeah, dude. I'm not complaining. I love every second. We really did. But if you think I'm intentionally ignoring your comments, I had a guy DM me last night. Why, why are you ignoring my comments, bro? Are you mad at me? <laughs> no, I love you, man. I love all of you guys. Yeah. This other guy is like, hey, I got blocked on, on YouTube. Why'd you do that? You did that. I didn't do that. It's something you said. Ain't no reset. What, what, do you want <laughs> like, this is the old, this is Twitter. Or, no, X. X. Oh, X, bro. X. <laughs> Do you know why I don't block people on, on Twitter? Uh, it's bad for business. If I block you, you can't see my content. Now, do I read your stuff? I don't. Why it's would called I? called the mute button. Am I going to block you? Am I blocking you on, on YouTube? No. Because that's bad for business, YouTube man. YouTube does that for us. Yeah, if you say something stupid, YouTube's going to put you in timeout and block you. And yes, it says the Monty show. I'm not the one doing that. I never block people. 
because it's bad for my business. I need yeah. people to comment and see and view and like Ain't and subscribe. Right? Like, if you guys really think I'm blocking people, you don't understand the way this show works. Yeah. You don't. Uh, Greg Hawkins, remember when we had the celebration of a thousand subs? This show has grown a lot in the past couple of years. Dude, you're not kidding. Just this year alone, we've added. We've added more subs this almost, year than we did last year. Almost 20,000 subs already. Man. And I'll tell you, it's been scary at times trying to build the show like it is. Yeah, dude. Mm. Uh, my bad, Jimmy. Jimmy says, Monty and Jake, stop talking so much. Just read our comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, Greg, you're not wrong. God, you guys remember when we had 30 people total watching shows? Yeah, dude. Like three years ago, we had 30 people. Four happy, years ago. Happy to have 100 total views. Yeah, when we, I remember the first show we ever, when we first started doing, the show's been, we started the show in 2015. It's almost 10 years ago, but it's only been on YouTube now for going on two years. And when we first got on YouTube, or I guess it'd be three years now, but when we first got on YouTube, we had like less than a hundred subscribers. We had nothing. We had like our max at one. We used to be, get excited if we break 10 people viewing it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You know, fat Jesus, my guy. Do you ignore my comments because I slept with Mrs. Monty? I do. I do. I think I've hit it every time. You know. <laughs> oh, Jim Choi, Monty, who loves you, baby? Only you, Jim. <laughs> Matt Riley uh, gives us $2 for your entrepreneurial drive and reading things. Thank you. And reading that. things. Uh, Matt, Mike Smith, I warned at least two spammers they would get YouTube blocked. I don't even have to block you. Yeah. Aaron Wilson says billions. Well, let's hope we get there. Uh, Maury Alvarez, only three blocks total. You've been blocked three times? What in the world would you ever say, Maury? You're one of the nicest guys I've ever met. What would you ever say? OG Gary, it's probably different from what you're thinking, though. It is totally different yeah, than bro. what you're thinking. Yeah, Right? Yeah. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, been around for uh, for around a year. Love the showgram. Keep on trucking. You got this. Thank you. Thank you. Some comments scream out, ignore me. They do. They do. And we do. And that's how I look at it. Like Aaron's. Aaron's a terrible <laughs> commenter. Uh, Greg Hawkins, the comment section back then was Wild West. You guys it remember? Really was, though. I can't even remember some of the dudes' names, but we used to have guys that would just. Duck season. Duck season. Oh, my God. Duck season creating accounts to, to try and be Greg Hawkins. <laughs> but there was another dude, like, we, we used to talk about politics in the non sports stories on this show, and we don't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. There was one guy. Who's like a trucker or something? Oh, Driftwood. Like, Driftwood. Oh, my Driftwood. God. Driftwood. He hated. Oh, my God. Kiss my butt. Oh, it's fair. I just want branded uh, Bill Merch and hoodies, dude. We're working on it. Working on it, bro. We are working on it. Boss Frog. LOL, Monty. I'm not complaining. It was a follow statement to another comment I made. Okay, good. Boss Frog. Dude, like I, I don't, boss, dude. I enjoy our conversation. Boss and I have DM'd a little bit. I enjoy our, you like. 
you know, like we have a good little thing here, man. Yeah. Yeah, we have dude. a good community. We have good people. Like, it's fun. Even when there's like today, we only have like right now to end the show. We have 500 people hanging out together, just talking about nothing. Yeah, that's what life should be about. Mike Smith, I remember watching the show on YouTube, not live, when you guys were talking about the possible teams that the Big 12 would expand with. Yeah. How'd that work out? Oh, boy. Monty owes a ribeye. I should stop changing my name so I can become a privileged commenter. You should. Well. You should. You know. Wet blanket. Wet blanket. How are you? <laughs> Jim Choi, Pac-12's been very, very good for the Monty show. It has. Matt Hart, I was so happy to have found you again. I loved you back in the day on the morning drive here in Utah. I would never miss your show. You have always been great to listen to. Thank you. And that's the other thing. Like, we have a lot of people. I can't tell you how many KMBR listeners we have um, from my time in San Francisco or all the people who follow us from my time at ESPN. Like, it's we've just gotten really lucky to run into people of, like, really good quality that follow our show. And you guys make a difference. You really do. Maury Alvarez, I was here in the run-up to 400 subs. It's been a ride for sure, right, Maury? Yes. 400 subscribers. Yes. Let's wind the clocks back a year. No, let's not. (laughs) No, it's not. I was always so proud when you read my comments, but then I realized there were only five of us listening. (laughs) 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 Oh. That's so funny. Uh, Giggity, the backdrop in Jake's basement was the best back in the day. Yeah, yes, it, it was. was my basement. You there know. you go, right? Right. Um, it's fair. Monty Show merch. Stat, we are, I Bro, promise dude. you, we are making an earnest effort. it's all part of the plan. Kyle A, conference realignment made that possible. It did. Uh, Maury Alvarez, no for the show, three blocks. Yeah, that's it. We really try never. Giggity, uh, you had me hooked when you read my comment on the crappy radio station. Oh, my God. Dead. Oh, that because period. Because it's garbage. That, that took years off my life, that period of time. Yes, it did. Oh, my God. Uh, boss Frog, Cowboys or Frogs? Frogs. Mike Maples, only duck season was ever thrown out of the club because he was <laughs> making fake accounts and stuff. The autocorrect may have gotten Mike there. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> the show was amazing seven months ago. Thank you. Um, the show was amazing seven months ago. Thank you. Uh, yes, you guys should trademark Truck Stop Conference and sell that merch. Seriously. LV Seminole, I remember duck season. I know. Rip duck season, Gumby says. Uh, Boss Frog, I got to do damage control with Monty. No, you don't. Giggity says Driftwood. Greg says, oh, man, Driftwood. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, you remember Driftwood? Oh, my God. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. Driftwood was amazing. I miss that, dude. Maury Alvarez, I was here for the run-up to 400. Why are are comments repeating? Why repeat repeating? Repeating. It's fair. Uh, People are all up on their feelings this evening, apparently. Uh, Maury Alvarez, I miss the chats about dogs getting his ass vacuumed. (laughs) Hey, my dog's healthy. What do you want? Bro, on this show, Grum, in the past, Mrs. Monty would come on the show. We we ended a show one time by turning the camera to watch her ass vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> my dog. So I have a dog. Oh. I have a chihuahua. Yeah. This is back in the basement. Days. Yeah. 
So a couple of years ago, my dog just literally did not eat dog food. He only ate his own ass. <laughs> that was his three squares a day, bro. And so he wound up having surgery and yeah, it was amazing. We used to throw <laughs> things at the dog because all he would, the doctor's like, you can't let him lick his ass. And so we would like throw things at him. And then my wife would be doing her spot on the show she used to do before she became a, became a titan of industry. Yeah. Um, and she would like, hey, stop. <laughs> and then it turned out the dog had to get, oh, it was just, it was, you know. Uh, Moth Prof, if you would comment on my comment, that would be a great comment. You're, Thank you. There you go, Thank Moth you. Prof. There you go. Lopes Van Gabe, I still need Dan Marley stories, dude. Bro. Back at the crappy radio station. Dan Marley, the then basketball coach at GCU, they would lose and Gabe would be like, well, Dan's not coming on the yeah. show tomorrow. Because <laughs> Dan Marley would appear on our morning show every week. No, bro. Nah, nope. Dan's not. Nope. Dude. Mm. Tony Altimore as well. Yeah, he would make appearances. Fake Tony Altimore. Uh, Jerry Gibbons, my wife enjoyed your show today. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. Uh, went from the pack burns to the ACC implosion pretty quick, too. Aaron Wilson says, I am always up in Monty's feelings. Always hey, rent Monty. free. Uh, Kyle, I miss stories of the father in law. Oh, oh, my God. Legendary, bro. We haven't seen him in a long time. Legendary. We're going back to LA for Labor Day, and there's going to be interactions. Oh, I know. Mayor McCluskey. Where yeah, is, uh, Buddy hasn't this. been around lately. Because he's yeah, he was a morning show guy. Mike Smith, Dingleberries are a mother. Yes, they are. I miss doing mornings sometimes. We had we, yeah, I, mornings just had a certain vibe, but afternoons is yeah. Afternoons is when the show blew up. Boss yeah. Frog, uh, you can have uh, two ticks to the uh, West Virginia game. I'll DM you. There you go. We're not going to Morgantown, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morgantown. Yeah, come on. Fuck that. Come on, man. What? Uh, Nate Davis. What's up? I still listen, but started when Don, uh, Don and Mitchell rumors trade. Yeah, when when uh, Donovan Donnie. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, boy, those were the days. Uh, main event. What's up? This is why I don't understand why people kiss their pets. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Um, let's see. Dabo 805 winning percentage gives us $2. Three greatest beards. Jesus, Chuck Norris, and Chewbacca. Remember the Chewbacca sound effect we used to play on this show? <laughs> it's fair. My eight-year-old daughter said I have no friends except my make-believe ones on this show. Exactly right. Exactly right. Oh, my God. All right, we got to go. We yeah. got to go. Uh... You can do an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half in the evening. Doesn't work that way. Nah. I wish. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Make sure you get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty20. For everybody who said the promo code didn't work, it got fixed. Monty20 to get 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. And as always, the advocates the advocates.com the best injury attorneys in the business you never pay them a penny chat with an injury attorney right now live online the advocates.com make sure you tell them you heard about it on the monty show until tomorrow say ass vacuum jake ass vacuum jake